We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Garage This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 66, and the boys are back in the garage. This week, we are going to talk pretty much everything sports related because there is so much going on. We got the NHL playoffs. We got the NBA playoffs. The Indians are hanging in there. Plus, as always, we've got Garage Beers of the Week. We got three cheers of the week. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open your favorite cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. All right, and welcome in, everybody. We're officially live here. It's episode 66 of the Garage Beers podcast. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us over here. How about that? Look at us. Look at Chad sitting by himself. (laughs) Nerd. Nerd. Lonely guy. I'm just a lonely guy. (laughs) That's episode 66 of the Garage Beers podcast. We are back. We had a... We took a week off. We want to say thank you to everybody for bearing with us through a week off, the hell of a week that it was. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed the video that we put up of the Joe Tate interview. If you have not checked that out, please go do so. It's up on our YouTube channel. Um, and again, we feel just blessed and lucky to have been able to talk to Joe Tate just a couple of weeks before uh, before his passing and, and what a conversation it was. So if you didn't check that out, go check it out. But for now, welcome in. Episode 66, the Garage Beers podcast. Find us online at the Garage Beers. Uh, and uh, as always, we are presented to you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. So go find them at Belly Up Sports. They're doing all kinds of great stuff. Hockey, football, they've been talking about all kinds of great ideas. So check them out as well. With you, as always, I'm your host, Michael Keith. Find me at Garage Beers, Mike. Uh, and we're going to throw it across town to the east side of Cleveland with me, as always. Uh, from the east side at Garage Beers, Chad. It's Chad Meyer. What up, Chad? 
Hi, guys. Hi. It's good to see your stupid faces. I, miss I you know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know sometimes between weeks that we, uh, we always talk about like, oh, it seems like it's been a month since we've done that. But like having a week off last week for, I mean, obvious, you know, for, for uh, obvious reasons. I mean, I, not obvious, but like uh, good reasons. Uh, it, it feels it feels like like even months now. It doesn't feel like a month. It feels like months now since we've done this. So I'm excited. I know it's it always feels like we love doing this so much. It always feels like even when we go week to week, it feels like it's been <laughs> weeks between episodes. And yeah. so to go two weeks and not do it, it was like wow, we have got to get into this tonight. So I, I hope everybody didn't forget about us. <laughs> yeah right hi hi we're, we're garage beers hi you remember remember us <laughs> remember us uh, fuck Sid, you know that guy <laughs> that guy oh yeah yeah that those guys uh it looks beautiful behind you there chad it looks oh, that's a gorgeous yeah. backdrop you look like you're in a bob ross painting it is it is a happy little tree up 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 above me right here just a happy yeah. little tree <laughs> along with some happy little clouds and a nice little sunset no yeah it's uh it's a gorgeous night out here on the porch it's why i gorgeous. love doing these uh, outside in the in the elements here because it's I don't know it's just <laughs> the elements, in the elements on your porch <laughs> on your yeah, por- the a, porch elements. It's a gorgeous night here out on the lake, guys. Uh, you know I'm on a boat. For, for, fuck it, I'm on a boat. <laughs> for those, you and the lonely yeah. island. You and the lonely yeah. island. You and T Pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Chad's over there T painting himself on a boat with the lonely island, uh, and with me normally in Nashville, Tennessee, but sitting right here in Northeast Ohio. We have got the one and only Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, Joe, what's up? Yes. I just drove up like, um, man, what is it? Like four hours ago. Just it was like forever ago. I got, I literally got here and <clears throat> within, I don't know, 15 minutes, your son, my nephew, comes up to me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Uncle Joe, you have a really nice haircut. I was like, oh, thanks, Patrick. And then he's like, you stink really bad. I was like, God damn, dude, are you kidding me right now? I can't get your brain. I just been working all day, driving nine hours, taking meetings in the car for work. And this dude comes out, I was like, man, you stink. So I took a shower. And it's funny, before I took the shower, I was like, oh, we're not doing anything tonight, right? I can just put on pajamas. And then, uh, like, probably about a minute into this podcast, I was like, oh shit, I probably should have not been in pajamas for this, but here we are. Here we're we comfy. Are. We're cozy. Jambos. <laughs> he didn't want he didn't want to bring you too far up, Joe. You know, he like he's right. he, he paid the compliment and brought you back down to down to earth. No, so I, love- I had a huge head walk into the door. Like <laughs> <laughs> not Chad huge. No, 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 that's just, obviously that's not possible. That's but. very tough. Very, very yeah, tough. Yeah, it, it was great. And my favorite part about it is like Joe said, it got to him to the point where he's like, I I I guess I got to go take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) That's the second time in the past year. He's done that to me too. They came down to Nashville for Thanksgiving. We were in target and I had him on my shoulders and we were walking around. He's like, uncle Joe, you're stinky. I was like, bro, like I'm not, maybe I am, but maybe I am. So, you know, I guess that's just a message. Uh, No, I'm not. What the hell, Patty? What the hell? (laughs) I love it. So good. All right. Well, you can see it's just the boys. It's been a couple weeks. We got a lot of talk, uh, a lot to talk about, though, uh, between the Indian season chugging along. We got a lot to catch up on with them. 
the Cavaliers season ended. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on, and we got some fun at the end of the show. Chad's going to give us some uh, some fun polls that we want to get a part of. But before we get into all of that, of course, we are the Garage Beers podcast, so we have to start with our Garage Beers of the Week. So we're going to throw it around. We're going to tell you what we're drinking. If you're watching us live right now or if you're listening to this, oh, that was, that was good, a good, one. good yeah. timing. Uh, if you're listening to this, feel free to get onto our socials again at The Garage Beers. Let us know what your favorite beer of the week is this week. And if you got something you want us to try, tell us. We will go find it. We will try it. But uh, let's just start with the guy next to me here as he pours his beer. Yeah. So, time. Joe, Joe, what's your Garage Beer of the Week this week? Oh man, I uh, I what was it last week? The week before? I don't know at this point. <laughs> Where am I? I moved at some point in the past month. Now, did you to a new apartment? And so whoever again took the under on me moving within episode sixty eight, <laughs> episode sixty six happened by now. Uh, <laughs> I did finish the move with a Chillwave IPA from Great Lakes, Ooh. and I was like, man, that like it was so it was. It was like the beer that you earned, but it was like a really good beer on top of that. Uh, and those are cool. like the best beer experiences. So I don't think chill is in season right now, or maybe I just didn't ask, but I did get Lake Erie monster. Uh, somewhat right. of a similar vibe. I think I might've done this one last year. This is probably, probably my favorite IPA that's easily accessible. Like it is so good. It's a shame it's only in four packs, um, but maybe that's for the better because it's nine and a half percent. And I already had one today. And uh, things are going to get real crazy around oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, real friendly. We're going to get real friendly around here. People are real friendly around. I'm here. not going to review. I'm not going to like review the taste or the nodes in it. It's it's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's good. Just buy the beer. Buy the beer. The nudes. Did you say the nudes? I said the nudes. Is that the notes? The notes. Maybe the notes. That's more better. I'm not going to tell you about the nudes. I'm just going to drink this beer. (laughs) Yeah, that's for the after show. The after show party. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, so a classic Lake Erie Monster. I think I had that on a couple weeks ago. So it's a great beer. And you're up here in no, it's I'm I'm you're up here in Cleveland. (laughs) Get one. Get one. Uh, Great beer. Let's throw it over to the east side. Chad, what's your garage beer of the week this week? Uh, well, fellas, uh, went out to lunch the other day, and um, there used to be this place in downtown Willoughby called uh, Brim Kitchen and Brewery, where yes. they made all of all, all of their brews. Which is, well, well, unfortunately, due to COVID, that shut down. And uh, what moved into that building was, I know there's a couple locations on the west side. It's a, a Barocco, Barocco, oh, it's the bomb, Barocco. Yeah, Barocco. Barocco. And uh, I don't know if they do this on the West Side locations, but all the beer making equipment is in there already. And they said they were going right. to start making their own beers. So they, they made they made a Polpo. It's called Pol, Polpo Beer Company. And I have I texted you guys uh, this on Sunday. It is a coconut limonada lime, Ooh, a coconut wow. lime, hazy pale ale. And it is it's, it's good. You know, I, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, but uh, there's just enough in it to balance out uh, the lime, and it's it's, it's kind of a little sweet and sour taste to it. It's delicious. Yeah. that's I, Listen, Barocco is one of our favorite places. We've been going there. They originally opened up in Birdtown over on the, on the far west side of Cleveland uh, on Madison years ago. We've been going there ever since. We love it. Now they got one in Crocker Park. Like you said, they're opening taco places now. It's, it's a really awesome yeah. place, so... That's cool to hear. Now, Brim, 
So we went there when they were, when they were on like the beer passport. Yeah. And they only had like one beer that they made and all the other beers that were there were like uh, guest beers. So it was, that was right. weird to me, but the food there was good, but Barocco, you cannot go wrong with. Right. Yeah. Brim was, uh, they, it, it, I got the, I, we got the idea that it was kind of run poorly because every time we went there, it seemed like it would have things on the menu that they didn't have. Like they were out of it. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and it, we would go there like right at lunch, like, Oh, uh, we don't have this anymore. Why? Right. Uh, we didn't get in the truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We ran out when we opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, one from, what was the brewery officially called, though? It's, it's called Pulpo, P-U-L-P-O. Pulpo Brewery, all right, over at over at Barocco on the east side. Love it. A uh, nice summer beer there. Uh, Chad, your happy tree is turning a little more ominous in the background. I think maybe the storm is rolling through a little bit, but your clouds are getting a little scarier back there. I like I like the vibes. You look very frightening now, Chad. Yeah, you are no, it's, scaring it's, the shit out of me. Yeah, just, uh, just you're going to see a funnel cloud just all over my happy little clouds <laughs> yeah. pretty soon. And yeah, it's fine. All right. It's fine. So that brings it to me. That brings it to me. I've got a sentimental beer. Uh, uh, I, I went to Columbus Brewing. I've had this for a while now. I've been saving it for this episode, which we were hoping was going to be last week, but for a lot of reasons it wasn't. Uh, so my beer is from Columbus Brewing Company, and, and it's called Lucy. Ah, oh, nice. And so. Nice. Uh, Lucy is the name of my daughter that was born on the 15th. Uh, you'll see here our buddy, Lil Boomer. Uh, he yeah. said, Congrats, appreciate him. Uh, I won't, I am not going to spend a big long minute, but again, I just want to send a personal thank you out to everybody that just kind of waited with us uh, as we weren't able to get back uh, last week. Uh, it was a very crazy week for the whole family. Uh, most, most specifically Lucy uh, who, uh, just was born with a couple health conditions, things that are treatable and fixable uh, with medication, things that she'll be on uh, her whole life. Uh, but there were a lot of scary moments the last week when they didn't really know what was going on with her. Uh, and and when we had to to figure that out. Uh, and, and if you're a parent and you've had to go through that, whether it's due to a premature birth or a kid being born with a condition or whatever it is, um, we had that very, very unpleasant experience uh, this last week. Um, uh, last night was my first night uh, at home uh, where I wasn't sleeping in a hospital. Uh, so that was nice. Yeah. But Lucy's home. Uh, they did figure out what the issue was, and they have, they're treating her for it, and she's going to be just fine. Uh, she's she's going to live a good, full, healthy life as long as she can survive me uh, that whole time. Yeah. So, so, again, for me, it's a little bit uh, of a – it's a little bit of a set. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, luckily you're, on, luckily you're on the road a lot. So she's just going to have to stay home with Katie. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's the easy, that's the easy part of the job. That's the easy part. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Lucy is my beer from Columbus brewing uh, and I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. It's a Belgian IPA. Ooh. So it's nice and light, easy drinker, good summer beer. Here's our friend Lauren as well. We appreciate Lauren, but yeah. Uh, uh, again, just thanks to everybody. I had a lot of people reach out and say nice things, uh, uh, and we appreciate all that as well. So, again, won't spend a lot of time on that. But... I can do this now. Oh, Joe's, Joe's just going to go in, and I guess COVID's over. We're oh, it's fine. delicious. Yeah, it's good. That's so good, That's cool. yeah. Uh, I do yeah, like this. Cool. Now, now, I like this question. I like this question, question from Lauren. I like this from Lauren. More importantly, how many mini fireball shots has Joe had? Today? Not enough. I could have more. <laughs> Well, I hope not a lot because he just drove up here from Nashville. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, Cincinnati is a tough town to drive. 
swing by for a couple fireballs on the way through oh, Cincinnati. Totally. Yeah. So listen, those are our garage beers of the week. Chad, you said you looked like you had something to say in the night when we cut you off. No, I was just curious. Um, now, now, did you guys always settle on Lucy? Were you debating between the name? Like, what were you? No, Lucy. So uh, actually today is Patrick, my older, my son. It's his fourth birthday. So yeah. back when Patrick was born, if he was a girl, he was going to be Lucy. So we knew forever okay. that Lucy Elizabeth was going to be the girl's name if we ever were lucky enough to have a girl. We just so were lucky enough to have a girl. And little Lucy is sitting out in the living room right now. They're still celebrating Patrick's birthday, although I think she's been asleep for a while now. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just uh, it was hard to not have the family together for a week, but we're all together now. And uh, and now we can podcast, get back to what we do. The family's good. We got Joe in town. Yeah. Nice long weekend. We're going to have a good time. So anyways, those are our garage beers of the week. Again, like I said before, please share with us your garage beers of the week. What are you drinking tonight? Let us know in the comments here on the live stream or if you're not listening to us on the live stream. Get onto our socials at the Garage Beers. Let us know what you're drinking. If you think of anything that we should try, any beers that you know of, let us know. We'll go find them. So, again, to you guys here on the podcast, cheers. We can cheers. do this. We can do this. Cheers. Cheers, Chef. To you, the I listeners. Use, uh, plastic glasses here because I break too many. Yeah, he's a pain in the ass. Uh, <laughs> to you, the listeners, cheers. And let's get into it. Uh, and, and I want to start before, you know, we got Cavs stuff to talk about, Indians, obviously. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get into any of that, uh, we had a very fun situation involving one of our favorite topics here on this podcast. He's been one of our favorite topics from the get-go. His name is Bryson DeShambitch. Oh. And he, he, hold on. Come here, Patrick. Just for one second, then you got to go. It's Patrick's birthday. He wanted to say hi. Yeah. Say hi, everybody. Hi. Say garage beer. Hi. Love Okay, Betty's got to go now. Go back out to your party. It's his birthday. I had to let him say hi. Uh, uh, So I feel bad that I screamed out Bryson to sham bitch uh, as my son was walking in the door. But you know what? Kids got to learn early. Kids got to learn early. No, that's 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 one of the core like honesty, um, trustworthiness. Bryson to sham bitch. Bryson to sham bitch. That's third on the list. You're, You're teaching them about sports. Steelers, Yankees, Bryson DeChambeau. Now you have a golf guy you can hit. Dude, it makes me so happy to have seen what happened. If you, if you didn't see what happened uh, at, at the PGA Championship this last weekend, that Phil Mickelson won in a tremendous story. Beautiful. Amazing story. Uh, but they're interviewing Brooks Kepka after his round, and he's just kind of talking about his round and everything. And Bryson DeChambitch walks behind him. And, like, it's hilarious because you could see that Brooks Kepka saw him coming, like, in the distance. Yeah. And immediately his mood, he was like, oh, yeah, the course was playing pretty. He was talking about, like, it was really windy and it was actually affecting the putts. So he's talking about that. He's really getting into it. And all of a sudden his face is like, yeah, the wind was about. <laughs> and he like paused and he's like Bryson's so far away. Like he's not, yeah. like he's right there. Yeah. Bryson has not even arrived. Just the sight of him. Yeah. Causes pause. Just furious. So uh, then it just like, you can tell Brooks Kepka is just off his game because just because he sees Desham bitch in his weird hat, walking up behind him. And then Bryson says something and we don't know what got said. I don't think, uh, uh, 
And it just like it made Brooks Kepka so mad. <laughs> and he just all of a sudden he's like chucking F bombs and he's like, I don't know how I'm even supposed to F and deal with this. Like just yeah. furious <laughs> because nobody likes that guy. No, no, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> nope. I do appreciate it. It, it, it. This happened somewhat organically, but we've never called him by his real name after the first time we talked about him on the podcast. After he scolded a cameraman for yeah. filming him on the course. Yeah. Doing his job. <laughs> yeah. How dare that cameraman? How yeah. dare that cameraman? You, and you know what's great about this is golf needs a rivalry like this. Why not? Because these two genuinely hate each other. Like I, like, I learned today that apparently they were going back and forth on Twitter. Like, it started with a Twitter beef. And this was, dude, Brooks, Brooks got Bryson so fucking good. Uh, like, like, it was like Bryson, Deshambich said something about, like, like, how fat he was. He made, like, a fat joke to Brooks Kepka. And, like, like I, he, I, he called his belly, like, a bowling ball or something like that. And then Brooks, and then Brooks, this was before Bryson had a major championship one. And Brooks sent back a picture, posted a picture of him with all of his like major championship trophies. He's like, yeah, I'm just a couple shy of a six pack. Yes. I mean, Bryson DeShambich, we can all put this very simply. If I tell you to look at a picture of Bryson, Bryson DeShambich, he will remind you of a guy that was a huge douchebag from high school. Yeah. I, yeah. I guarantee in your head right now, Chad, you are envisioning a guy that looks just like him from your high school. That was like, Oh, like I was such a douche Joe same. I guarantee you that you are thinking of a guy with like a weird, strong jaw. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, he thinks he's super handsome. And, but he's also kind of weird looking, but nobody wants to tell him that. And he's just like overly cocky about everything, but he's not like, he wasn't like the star athlete or anything. He was like the overly cocky about everything guy that shouldn't have been overly cocky about anything. That's Bryson DeShambich. That is him. And so it's just so hard to say anything nice about it. I can't. So like literally, literally, Kenneth Copeland does not get this much flack from the show. <laughs> no, literally on no. <laughs> he's like he's the guy. He's the guy that was like a, like a kind of a skinny nerd, but like was rich in high school. totally. And like you said, like oh yes, this is the country club, the shambos. Yes, and he's like yeah, but, but 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 like now he just got confidence because he started working out. And like got muscles, so now he's just even like a bigger like douche, even though he's still like a nerd underneath that. Like he, and like he's out there. Has, like and he's out there posting like he's posting like pump up videos to like DJ Khaled songs while he's working out. Like you just called Brooks Kepka fat, and I just watched a video of you sweating under your man tits for like five minutes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> did, you see, did you see the latest one he did? He had like eighty-five pound dumbbells that he was, I guess, like I don't know yeah. what it was, but he was doing like I like I called it schmurls. He was doing like shrugs, <laughs> rows, and like curls. Like he couldn't lift them, but he was like just like jerking his leg. He was like, Ugh. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> like, like, Leave I, me alone, I'm smirling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who needs CrossFit when you can just do eight sets of smurls with 85 pounds <laughs> Yeah, apparently, though, he probably didn't like one of the angles he was filmed at and just totally berated this friend that was filming, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it was, it was an awesome week. I don't know if you're into golf or not, whatever, but to see a Phil Mickelson just dominate a tournament the way he did. Cause he really did just dominate that tournament played really well. And that's the kind of tournament he's going to dominate, right? Like the winning score is not 18 under par. He's not going to win that tournament, but when it's six under seven under for the whole four days, that's prime Phil Mickelson, yeah. oldest person to win a major ever, ever. ever. Yeah. Uh, but he, he looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been in. And so mm-hmm. I like there's something refreshing about a guy like that who's like he said afterwards, he was like, I don't know whether this is my last tournament win ever or whether this is going to like spark me into a few more wins. But like he just was appreciating it just was a yeah. it was a great week. It was a cool thing to watch and then just cap it off with Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Being as awesome as everybody thinks he is and just making Bryson DeChambitch his DeChambitch. Any, any man with calves the size of softballs like Phil Mickelson has deserves to win a, a, a major championship before he retires. Okay? The man Speaking of softball, sexy. Speaking of softball, this guy's got a wicked softball injury on his leg. I, well, yeah, he goes talking? hard. He goes hard. Yeah. What? It was from like a month ago. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It was back when I was in the hotel. But I, the, I was, it was, I was on first, and it was a ground out to short, and I didn't like where the second baseman was positioned, so I tried to slide into him, and I just cut up my entire leg. It's lingering. It's li- it's lingering. It's a little lingering. Gotcha. Is, I mean, is it yeah. like the strawberry the one girl gets in like a league of their own? Like she pulls up, oh, like you're yeah. sliding and oh yeah, for sure. It's oh, more wow. like a it's like a plum now though. It's, it's a plum. Yeah, it's not as red anymore. <laughs> oh, I, feel, I feel it deep in my plums. <laughs> I feel it deep in my plums. I'm gonna take them down people. to the take these plums down to the farmer's market. There, there's also a chat, funny story about the sinkhole. <laughs> oh, uh, oh so, another one. Yeah, no. Well, no, I don't know. It's more just like kind of like a fuck you story about it but uh, i think i think i had my last day i think i had my last day at this house at i don't know it was like tuesday this week or something yesterday um and we poured wine down the sinkhole and it was very it was skunk wine like it was bed bottle but it was very liberating uh i did not fall in the sinkhole although that i recall i haven't fallen in it i might have the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. Knowing you, you would have, it's a, it's a, it's a massive victory for you that you did not fall into right. the sinkhole. Right. But yeah. Uh, uh, Joe's got softball injuries. Anyways, we'll get off the golf. We'll get into some more local stuff here. Cause we got, again, after two weeks, there's just a lot to talk about. Uh, but just thought that was phenomenal. Uh, a sport that needs more stuff like that. I, and you know, yeah. when you watch golf, whether it's the Ryder cup or the Phoenix open, there's those certain tournaments where they encourage like fan interaction and like cheering and yelling and, and rowdiness. That's the best shit to watch. And so yeah. to see the guys get after it a little bit. Yeah. We'll take that all day, every day. It's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. We're going to transition to baseball here. So it's kind of the same thing in baseball, right? Over the past couple of weeks. Uh, one of the things that happened in baseball before we get to the Indians is the twins and the white Sox are playing a, a baseball game in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. 
the White Sox are killing the Twins. The Twins put whatever that guy's name is, the La Tortuga, uh, into pitch. He throws a a three zero pitch to uh, Mercedes, wasn't it yeah. for the White Sox? And he just crushes a home run over the left center field fence, and it sets off this firestorm of these asshole old people <laughs> who think that these unwritten rules of baseball should be a real Tony La Russa, the yeah. manager of the White Sox. Asshole number one. A prime asshole uh, is the Cutters first guy in line. Class Philip asshole. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the first guy to critique his own player saying, oh, in that situation, you shouldn't swing 3-0. It's 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 the same like golf. It's like in the golf. Let's get the fans more involved. Let's get this thing a little rowdy. Let's have some some competition and trash talk. It's a blast. People love to watch it. And the whole point of sports isn't to keep these traditions alive. The whole point of sports is to make money as a business and you need people to watch. How are you going to get them to do that? Get rid of this bullshit unwritten rule. That dude lobbed a 47-mile-an-hour pitch over the plate on 3-0, and this Mercedes dude that can hit the ball 400 million feet crushed it like he should have done. If that's me in that situation, hell yeah, I'm padding my stats. Like, Well, here's, here's the thing, too. There's two things with it. One, um, if you don't want someone to hit a 3-0 pitch that's thrown at 47 miles an hour over the wall – don't put yourself in that situation. This is major league baseball. This is the top level of baseball. Don't, MLB. Don't go <laughs> and put yourself in a position where you're having an outfielder chuck a 47 mile an hour pitch. This is stupid. You suck. Bye. <laughs> I hate the twins. I absolutely hate the twins. Uh, I also like, like the White Sox, but not as much. But two, two, like what come contract time. They're not going to look at his 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 home run stats and be like, "Well, he got 89 home runs, but really, it's like 88 because that one <laughs> went, you know, that wasn't a real home run, right? You know, pet your stats, dude. Like, this is your how you make a living, man. Look, like, oh, it would have been totally fine if he would have swung at it on a three-two count, but three-zero, yeah, that's t- that's out of, out of the question. You know, we you know, listen, yeah. You know, we were thinking about giving you a 10-year, $300 million contract, but now you're going to have to take it back a year because you swung on a 3-0 pitch when the fucking right fielder threw you a meatball down the middle at 50 miles an hour. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, fellow front office people for the White Sox. I know your mean Mercedes hit 45 homers and 120 RBIs last year. I know that we view him as like a building block, but did you see? Yikes. Did you see what he did? Did you see when he hit that one home run? Let's make sure our head coach just absolutely berates him publicly. (laughs) Let's make sure he doesn't feel welcome here at all. That's actually, did they take that from the Indians? Uh, It is. Uh, It's a very, very Indians. Although I don't know that Terry Francona would come out and just like officially berate a player for something like that. publicly. That's true. You remember that one time he did what any other hitter in major league baseball did? Would you? (laughs) <laughs> what an asshole! What a total. Yeah, could you imagine if he swung and missed him? Like that would be embarrassing. Oh my god! That, that'd be like the Rowan Gardner float. Like 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 Hato missing the Rowan Gardner float pitch. It's it's why Trevor Bauer is going to go down as one of my favorite players ever. Yep. And it's it's when he was with the Indians. He was a really good pitcher, but he he wasn't dominant the way he is now. 
Right. And he talked a lot in kind of weird ways. But ever since, like, I feel like the Astros cheating thing, like, opened him up to just talking about whatever, whenever, whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. And now he backs it up with being one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball every year. Uh, I love that he chimes in on that stuff, too, though, because it's the same thing as somebody, like, pimping a home run. He's like, I don't give a shit if you pimp your home run. I threw you a bad pitch. You hit it for a home run. You want to walk around the bases, like – flexing at me go for it i don't care because he's gonna do the same thing back at the hitters when he what he do to like last was, week he struck a guy the, out me it was the uh well one of the things was the one eye thing yeah he was pitching to some team i think it was spring training though like with one eye open right because i think it was actually i think it was was it the I, think it was, I think it was tatis okay tatis got him yeah yeah, yeah but then tatis just absolutely pinned a home run off of trevor bauer and then he did the one I think like that's incredible. And Bauer like, loved it. Yeah. And and yeah. it, it oh, just sure. that's the stuff that's the stuff like I know you've got cranky old people that think, oh, if you hit a home run, you should just put your head down and run as fast as you can around the bases. Or like Act like you've been there before. But that's not fun. That isn't fun. <laughs> it's fun to watch somebody celebrate when they do something good. These people are yeah. professional. It's the same thing as touchdown dances or slam dunk celebrations or goal celebrations in hockey. These people are the best at what they do in the world. Yeah. And they're going up against the other people that are the best at what they do in the world. So when you get them, it's an awesome moment. It's a good feeling. Like celebrate that shit. Walk around the bases. Moon the pitcher. I don't give a shit. It's all fun for like they should do all of it. And just like and just like golf, baseball is another sport that could use some fun. <laughs> you know, right. the NFL. The NFL stood for you know was was the no 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 fun league. What the whole then they allowed touchdown dances again. All of a sudden, the NFL got a lot more fun. So baseball is baseball needs this. I mean, you know, I've I've always been a proponent of saying bring steroids back. They should allow steroids in baseball because it's more fun when guys are hitting 800 foot bombs over the fence. Well, if you're not going to allow that, allow this stuff because that's going to attract yeah. more fans. It has- I, 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 I uh, again, I just I hope that as we continue to go on that this unwritten rule, there's there are no unwritten rules. Like like let's be real honest. Let's have that frank conversation. There are zero unwritten rules. If it is unwritten, it isn't a rule that doesn't exist. You do not have an unwritten rule. There's no such thing. So for all these people that are like, Tony LaRussa in that circumstance said that he was fine with the pitcher for the Twins throwing at Mercedes the next game. (laughs) Yeah, He was like, I feel like they responded appropriately. You feel like chucking a 95-mile-an-hour fastball at your player because he hit a strike for a home run? What are you starting Is appropriate? Like, what? Yeah. 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 These unwritten rules don't exist. They need to go away. Right? Yeah. Like, is there any argument for that? No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So... Anyways, let's get into the tribe a little bit because we've got some notes. We've got some things to talk about. But, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, um, the Indians have kept it going. Uh, uh, again, playing pretty solid baseball. The pitching has been, in all, uh, pretty good. They've had outings here. It's, it's a weird, again, guys, it's a weird position, right? 
we are so used to over the course of the last five, six, seven years, we are so used to a one through five rotation that just dominates, right? When yeah. you've got mm-hmm. when you've got Kluber and Bauer and Clevenger and uh, you know Bieber and Carrasco all in the same rotation, yeah, you dominate. Right. It isn't like that this year. Uh, Bieber has has not. He is not like Cy Young pace Bieber, even though he's striking out a ton of people. He's also, I mean, ever since ever since our interview with Jake Crawford a little while ago, uh, it feels like every outing for Bieber, teams are hitting him around a little bit, even though he's still getting a couple wins out of those. He's getting hit hard, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Uh, act will get back to him. He's been really good lately, but... <laughs> he's going to be out a minute because he aggressively <laughs> took his shirt off. I can't wait to get to that. Savali has uh, been solid. He was really good last night. Uh, but then you get to the bottom of that rotation and a, you've had Tristan McKenzie just given up like 10 runs a pop. And uh, although he was good tonight uh, and you've got uh, like a bullpen spot that has been, eh, it's just been, it's been an interesting year because it's it's like the Indians have changed identities right in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the offense is still. Uh, I mean, you would still like to see them hit a little bit more, but they have been putting up uh, uh, some runs in, in, in these games in the in the absence of you know the dominant pitching. So uh, it's kind of nice to see from an offensive standpoint, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, generally, if you, well, if you you can't expect even even the most dominant staffs, you can't expect them to be dominant every single night. Um, you know, and, you know, and even with Bieber, yeah, he is striking out a ton. He's getting hit hard, but he is only giving up two three runs a game, right? Which is which is enough to give which is enough to put your uh, team in a position to win. And fortunately for Bieber in these situations. Uh, you know, and Savali, you know, Savali, uh, uh, what I think I saw something the other day, he leads the league in, in wins or the American League in wins with seven. So, I mean, the offense, is, a great season. The offense yeah. is actually picking up uh, the pitching right now. And it's, it's, it's really nice to see, you know, and I had this conversation with my uh, buddy the other day. I, I, I'm so confused. Like, and it's always, it's a constant battle with myself because yeah, in the beginning, I wanted to criticize this team so bad. But when is it fair to criticize this team? Because, like, you know, the season is so freaking long and there's time to turn it around. And these last couple of weeks, the Indians have turned it around, guys. Well, and they haven't. I mean, what are we, two months, um, pretty much two full months in right now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they haven't dug themselves a hole. Like, they are in the pennant race still. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and the trade deadline. Uh, to kind of assess what specific holes they need to fill. Obviously, you know, offense is always <laughs> probably top of that list. Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of needs everywhere. More needs than I was expecting at this point. Well, and listen, it's it's they have have in in true Indians fashion, they found a couple little diamonds in the rough. Right, you bring in Harold Ramirez, and he's been a spark plug for them. Yeah. He's played fantastic in the outfield and everything that guy hits is hard. Even when he makes it out, it's a hard hit ball. He's a, it's a little Josh Naylor ish. Cause I think he's the same way. Every time Ramirez hits the ball, it's a rocket. So yeah. he's been a spark plug in that outfield in a position where you desperately needed a spark plug. Now you're still like chucking 
Jordan Luplo out there. I was going to like, say the, the unpredicted story of the year is that Jordan Luplo would be doing enough to stay on this team. I mean, but kind of. Uh, he's doing enough. I'm not saying I'm not happy with like, that. like, right. It's it's so easy to just have like a recency like mind, right? The, Jordan Lupo masses a, a two run homer yesterday, and like an important two run homer. They were up two nothing. That put him up four nothing. Like two, like last week or something. Whatever. I know, but here's here's the thing. He it's went. Like, oh, he was he was oh for like twenty. I'm before sure. That. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, and I'm not trying to speak ill <laughs> of him. But I, I didn't necessarily want him to come out and do well this season because I just don't want him on the team. Like, I don't want, like, this average guy that, like, we have better people that we can put in this position. And I hate that it's a money decision to keep him in there because uh, they don't want to pull some guy up from AAA. Like, it's just uh, it's infuriating that he's still on the team. He's your Brandon Geyer. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy Nailed it. Nailed it. He hits his righties oh, super well. It's just so. Anyways, Harold Ramirez comes. Brandy Guy was better than Jordan Lupo by a mile. Well, against lefties, I, I don't know. I'm not I more than a mile. Know. Like literal, a literal mile. I think. I think they're no. I think they're very comparable. Very. Yeah. Very. I mean, my. You know, very. Uh, but again, yeah, you have outfield positions that Eddie Rosario has not hit the way we were all hoping. So hopefully he comes around. Uh, Josh Naylor's been good. Fran Mill Reyes will be, he's a short term DL stint, but he'll be back. He's been mashing the ball. Fran Mill's been amazing this year. Yeah. Jose Ramirez has been amazing this year. The Indians have just uh, recently taken, uh, given up a 1 0 lead here. So that's a bummer. Uh, but. Uh, Listen, they're 26 and 20, and, 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 you know, we've all gotten into it a little bit with the Indians. And I will critique them as much as ever because I still don't think we will see what they do like at the trade deadline. They've got holes to fill. Your shortstop position is a disaster. Yeah. Like it is a literal disaster. Now they've called up Owen Miller. We'll see how he plays into the infield because I do like that kid. I think he plays really hard and really well. Uh, but your shortstop position is a disaster. Jimenez didn't do much. Ahmed Rosario – has been pretty good, but the dude is a platoon player. That is what he is, uh, at least for now. Uh, you know, so it's interesting. You've got Roberto Perez that's been out, so you're you're chucking Austin Hedges and Rene Rivera out there. Like, ugh. but here's why the Indians are going to – they will stay good until the end. And, again, I don't want to get this crossed. The Indians are going to stay good till the end. They are a – the Indians are a playoff team potentially – because they've got the best, one of the best back ends of the bullpen in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the with the resurgence of Brian Shaw, he has been so good this year, right? Yeah, and and the dominance of guys like Karinchak and Clase, who even when they get themselves into trouble, usually get out of it. My favorite thing to watch on the Indians so far this year has been when they go into these extra inning games and the other team gets a runner on second base and they bring in Karinchak and he gets out of it like every time. Yep. Yeah. Every time, <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. know, when they brought that rule in last year, I, I I feel like that caught a lot of people. Not caught them off guard, but it's not something that anyone had a ton of experience practicing with. That's you know, you're starting with someone on second. It's like a ghost rule. That's ghost not rule. that's not something that closers walk into a whole lot specifically. Here's what I found. What what'd you find? I don't know. Siri's listening to you oh, talk. Okay. She wanted to talk to uh, you. But I feel like a year with that rule out of everyone's belt kind of changes it up a little bit. Oh, Patrick's back. Patty, 
you gotta go back out there, buddy. I'm coming to say goodnight. Oh, goodnight, buddy. Good night, buddy. Patty came to say goodnight, everybody. All right, go say goodnight to Uncle Joey. Uh, uh, the Indians are going to stay relevant and good because of their pitching, and they have enough offensively to to stay relevant, right? Again, that's never been my point. Like, you and I have argued a million times. Yeah. That's, that's never been my point. My point is, do the Indians do what it takes to win a World Series? Like, oh, my, my point is, no. did the Indians <laughs> last, last winter in the offseason – did the Indians and the front office and the coaching staff and the ownership group look at what's going on and say, we want to win the World Series, so we're going to do whatever it takes? No. So, great, this team's going to be around, but it's going to be real interesting. I think that'll be a fun thing that we're going to be able to talk about the whole way up to the trade deadline. Yeah. To see what this team tries to do at the trade deadline because they've got several holes they need to fill if they think they're going to win a World Series this year. You got another outfielder to get. You got an infielder to get. You got a pitcher to get. Like, you've got to fill in some holes to win the World Series. We'll see how serious they are about going for it because that has been the area that they've been good. They bring in guys at the trade deadline who contribute. So we'll see what happens. Might be worth keeping uh, Luplo out a little longer then if that's oh. <laughs> if we're, we're going to shop him around, you know. <laughs> He's a hot commodity to the Mariners or hey, the Rangers. Hey, Mets. Jordan Luplo for uh, Francisco Lindor, straight up. You in? Yeah, sure. <laughs> the numbers are identical. Well, that's fair. But uh, that'll be. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. How you feeling, uh, so Frankie? Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. How you feeling right now, Frankie? I, I, think that, I think that got so blown out of proportion, too, by the way. Like, what a dumb thing to say. Anyways. Uh, oh, no. So let's talk about the story of the week for the Indians. Uh one of your better pitchers <laughs> aggressively undressed himself. <laughs> Aggressive. Hulk Hogan, his shirt right off his body, listening to <laughs> I am a real American. And now Zach Plesak is out. They did come out today and say his thumb injury will not require surgery, but Zach Plesak's out for a minimum. He, uh, Terry Francona said on the pregame before the game tonight, no throwing, no baseball throwing for a minimum of three weeks. So, so please X out at least a month because he aggressively took his shirt off. So guys, here's my question that brings up an interesting topic. We're going to call this segment of the show. What's your worst undressing injury you've ever had? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Mine's uh, mine's mental. <laughs> Yours is mental? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just saying uh, uh, me and undressing, ain't nobody Nobody wants to see that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, okay. I, I traumatize myself every time I undress. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, one time back in college when I was trying to change clothes, I hammered drunk. I, I couldn't get a, a foot out of one of the legs, and I fell into my closet door. I think that's probably, I think that's probably uh, my worst undressing injury. I think I, yeah, probably. I, I, the only time I've ever like legitimately thrown out my back was taking off a pair of khakis after work. <laughs> a khaki injury. Oh yeah, taking off my khakis after like first job out of college, like probably like I don't know four months into the job. 
I was just taking off my khakis and like one of the legs got caught and I was trying to like, you know, get it off. <laughs> and uh, completely throughout the, like to the point where I couldn't, like I was out for probably about an hour, like laying on the ground and like <laughs> on the bed, I was on the floor and I was just sitting there. I was like, what is going on? What is, is this? Is that, is this what it is? Is this, oh. I literally could not get the phone on the bed. So I just laid on the ground for about an hour. It's a khaki uh, catastrophe. Yeah. Well, that's so funny. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even remember that. So just now. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> he Khakis. sounds hideous. He sounds hideous. Well, he's a guy. So uh, Indians just lost to the Tigers one to nothing. Uh, Naylor, Josh Naylor just ripped a line drive uh, up the middle and they were playing a shift. So it was caught. And then Eddie Rosario was doubled up off of first base. So that's Indians cool. fall to Detroit one to nothing. They play again tomorrow afternoon, uh, but that takes them down to 26 and 21. But they're still, they came into this game, a game behind the White Sox for yeah. first place. So, uh, so listen, guys, wh- how big of a deal is it to not have Zach Plesak for a month? Huge. Absolutely huge. Huge. You have like an already struggling rotation. Uh, you know, you can't afford to have, look, your rotation is going to get battered and bruised throughout the season. You're going to lose a guy here and there. You can't lose a guy for something like aggressively <laughs> taking off his T-shirt. Are you kidding? Like, I literally pictured Wait, did him. That, did we talk about this? Did the story come out on this? Like, do it, we know what happened? No, no. I mean, well, I, I, supposedly it happened after – a lot like after a game where he struggled, I can't remember which game it was where he gave up like five runs and he was so pissed off. And he like, I don't know, I guess he, I guess he Hulk Hogan, his shirt off his, and, and then it started to swell and then he fractured his fucking thumb. Could you imagine, imagine being one of the other guys, imagine being one of the other guys in the locker room. If he was throwing a temper tantrum, Imagine being one of the other guys being like, oh, Jesus Christ, here he goes again. As Zach Plesak is like fumbling, ripping his shirt. And then he breaks his thumb and he's just sitting there like, oh, God. What are you doing, Zach? What are you doing? Well, uh, Tito, can you tell us exactly what happened with Zach? Well, this isn't the first time uh, Zach has taken his shirt off aggressively after a game, but it just turns out that uh, this time it cost him <laughs> some time uh, and he's just, uh, he's going to miss some time. He's going to miss three weeks. He took off oh his shirt aggressively. <laughs> I picture him just at like a bar or something. Just like, just leave the, just put a song on the jukebox. Maybe like he kind of feels like a party in the USA by Miley Cyrus kind of guy. Uh, uh, like super. Like, yeah, totally. And he's like, oh, let's, let, let's get ripped. And then just does this. And then hits his thumb on the jukebox or something. It's just this shit I don't only know. It happens in baseball, guys. It only happens in baseball. <laughs> These kind of freak injuries only happen in baseball. Guys, it is. It's. It's. I don't want to say devastating in that. That's a weird word to use. Like I don't know that it's devastating, but like with Shane Bieber not being what he was last year, just completely dominant. Uh, Aaron Savali has been amazing, so hopefully he can continue that. But especially with the fact that you now have major questions at the four and five spot, you're running bullpen days every fifth day. And Tristan McKenzie has not been the answer, though he pitched really well tonight uh, to, to take away. You've got 
three really good starters for sure. To mm-hmm. remove one of them for a month in the season, they've got some they've got some work to do, and they're going to have to figure out which of these guys that can come up from from somewhere in the minors and give them these innings, or whether it's a guy like Cal Quantrill who's been really good out of the bullpen. Uh, it, it's yeah. been confusing to me why he hasn't been a starter, but. Uh, yeah, they got work to do to figure out how they're going to cope with this for a month. Plesak's been your best pitcher. He's been your best starter for the last couple of weeks. He has. Yeah, well, ever since ever since he had those like back-to-back disaster games early in the season, he's been lights out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's disastrous. But, uh, you know, again, with the Indians, get good enough starting pitching to get you to that back end of the bullpen. The back end of the bullpen is dominant. Uh, and so they'll get you a lot of wins. Offensively, though, you can't have nights like tonight. Offensively, you cannot have nights like tonight, and they do it too damn much. Against the Tigers. You can't go up against the goddamn Tigers and get shut out. What are you guys doing? And and, and it just goes back to – it goes back to – it really is baseball in general, but, like, the way the game is played, like – you got so many guys on this team. Like, look at the stats. Look at the numbers on this team. 220, 230. Like, where are the hitters on this team? Where are the guys? Like, just give me a collection of guys that are just trying to get on base for, for the love of Christ, please. And they don't. They're just yeah. all out there trying to mash home runs, pulling the ball. Like, when I see, like, a guy like Cesar Hernandez comes up and they put a shift on. Or even even Jose Ramirez, our our best or second best home run hitter. Yeah, he's our best hitter. Yeah, and they uh, put a shift on, and he can't beat it. Nope. Like it is so annoying to me that you can't. This offense should absolutely, without question, between a little bit more small ball, stolen bases, whatever. This offense, there's no reason for it to not be able to generate some runs every game. To get shut out by the Tigers, is a, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And now with Plesak out for a, a month, that, that just puts that much more pressure on this offense to pick yeah. up. Uh, these these pitchers, these these bullpen pitchers, or whoever is whoever they figure out is going to start for them for the next month. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But I, you know, again, uh, it was an awful off season. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of downgrading happening all over the roster, and again, it was filled with a lot of. And again, I'm going to give him credit for Harold Ramirez because I think he's played really well with us. But it was filled with a lot of like stopgap. Let's hope this guy is an answer for us. Hopefully that's how the off season went. Uh, it's working out so far, but we'll see. We're, we're about 50 games into an 162 game season. And, uh, and right now they're just, just out of first place. They look like a playoff team. So we'll see what happens, but hopefully they can keep it up with Zach Plesek. So uh, Indians lose tonight, one nothing to the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, again, game four of that series is tomorrow afternoon. I love PS during the era of COVID, which I know a lot of people are going back to work now. But I, you know, as a, I still work from home, holy shit, do I love day baseball games! It is the <laughs> oh, great yeah. Uh, yeah. Thursday or Wednesday during the day when I can just chuck a baseball game on the TV. Oh, oh, it's amazing. You know, Mike. You know, Mike. Before we move on. Okay, because I had a feeling we were moving on here soon. Uh, 
I have put together, in light of this fantastic reason why uh, Police Tech is going to be out for a month now, I have put together a list of some of the <laughs> funniest and weirdest baseball injuries that have ever happened. Because, like I said before, this kind of stuff only happens in baseball. So I put together a few, a list of the few of the uh, greatest, <laughs> weirdest injuries that uh, that uh, baseball has ever had. Are you interested? Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Well, uh, an old uh, Cleveland Indians player. Let's let's start that that way. Uh, he only played for the Indians for a year. Marty Cordova. Back in 2002, he showed up on the DL. Oh, well, sorry, he was reported as being day to day because he decided to fall asleep in a tanning bed. And he oh, fell asleep oh, in a tanning bed. God. His face got burnt to shit so much. The doctor <laughs> told him to stay out of the sun. So he could oh, not play no. until his sunburn no way. was gone. He could not play until his sunburn was gone. <laughs> well, Marty Cordova was Marty Cordova was how long did he play for the Indians? He played for the Indians for a long time for a while. He only played for a year or two. I looked up the stats. I, he only played for a year or two. Really? It wasn't much. Yeah. That was he was with the Indians in two thousand one for sure. Yeah, 2001. I'm looking that up. I feel like he was with the Indians for like a few years. He was a he's a just a a handsome Italian man that had to keep his tan up. Like, yeah, do? he just had to keep his tan. Yeah, he really baseball, he only right? played for the Indians 2000. That wow, was it. Right. Wow, well, that was a big year. That, that, he was good that year though. Nice playoff year. He had 301, 20 homers. Yeah, he had a good year that year. He did. Yeah, he did. That, that's a good injury. That's a good injury. That's yeah. That is you know terrific. what? Terrific. Well. When you're trying to look your finest, I, I, I get it. You can't blame the guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he had a gym tan laundry, just like fucking uh, Jersey Shore people. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Cabs are here. So, so Cabs here. Uh, so, okay, moving on. We'll just uh, go through a couple of these because they kind of get redundant. But Ricky Henderson uh, got frostbite on his foot in August because he fell asleep with an ice pack mm-hmm. on his foot. So there we go. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matt Kane uh, had a run in with a sandwich when he was trying to cut it. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. he did. He ended he up on the run in with a sandwich. <laughs> he, he Listen here, the- Kane. I'm a turkey <laughs> yeah. on rye. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. You but ran into the wrong sandwich. Appar- apparently, he dropped the knife and then he tried to catch it. Uh, and then he just cut his hand wide open and ended up on the 50 yeah. yell. Uh, Will Smith, Joe, you can sympathize with this. Uh, Will Smith uh, tore his LCL while trying to take off his shoes. I mean, I know it's not pants, but he was trying to take (laughs) off his shoes. He was doing the thing. He was doing the he was doing the thing where he like crossed his leg like this and was like taking off the shoe and like pulling it off. Well, apparently he pulled it too hard and tore his (laughs) LCL. Who's taking their shoes off like that? I don't know. I don't know, sir. Hey, can what? you take your shoes off standing up? <laughs> Sir, get out of my face. Get, get the hell out of my face. Go fuck yourself. Okay? I'm like... going to sit down and probably need a nap afterwards. Yeah, that's like a four-year-old <laughs> thing to do. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Unless right, these so... things are Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So David that was the Price... one day that he had. Yeah, go on. David Price and Joel Zumaya of the, uh, uh, well, uh, the Tigers at the time, uh, were out a couple of games, got benched because they 
got a case of carpal tunnel from playing video games too much. That'll happen. David, well, understandable. Uh, David Price. You guys, David yes, Price? you guys remember Joel Zumaya? That guy was a beast. No. You don't remember? He was? he was their closer. He was their closer. He threw like 103 miles an hour. He was a beast. Wow. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, and apparently, and apparently, he was thrashing too hard on Guitar Hero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reports go. Oh my and, god. Uh, that's how he got Carpal Tunnel. David Price back there is the Ringo star on 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 uh, Rock Band. <laughs> This next one might be one of my favorites. Uh, Glenn Allen Hill. You guys remember Glenn oh, Allen Hill? Love Glenn Allen Hill. Yeah. Uh, well, he ended up on the 15-day DL with bruises on his feet, legs, and elbows uh, because he fell through a glass table. Why did he fall through a glass oh, table? You ask. Go on. Uh, because he had a night. Because he had a nightmare that he was being attacked by spiders. <laughs> so he rolled off <laughs> the couch. He rolled off the couch. Well, <laughs> shit, oh shit only happens That's in baseball, cool. guys. That's it only awesome. happens in baseball. Glenn right. Allen played. Ah, for, Glenn I, Allen played for the Indians yeah. in the early '90s, and I don't remember. Like, he was famous with the Cubs for hitting like three mile home runs. Like Glenn Allen Hill yeah. would oh, hit yeah. like 500 foot home runs regularly. I don't remember him doing that with the Indians, but oh my god, there's videos of Glenn Allen Hill. It was probably because his petrifying fear of spiders, he wanted to hit the ball as far as possible and run around the bases and then, like, get off the field as quickly as he could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He vi- he visualized and attacked the, the baseball because he thought every baseball was a spider. <laughs> All right. A couple more. Okay. A couple more. Here we go. Sammy Sosa once threw out his back and strained the ligament in his back uh, because he sneezed so hard. Okay, that'll happen. Yeah. I believe he sneezed that. Sneezed so hard, he sneezed so hard that he needed an epidural. <laughs> he needed an epidural to relieve some what? of the back pain. Yeah, allergy yeah. season. Yeah, sneezing, childbirth, all good reasons for epidurals. Well, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> You're right, right. Kevin me. Mitchell. Po- Kevin Mitchell, power hitter back in the '90s as well, in the era of the Glen Allen Hill, uh, Glen Allen Hills. See, he uh, chipped his tooth. When he tried to microwave a donut, and the donut <laughs> hardened up so hard, he needed a root canal, and he missed a couple of games. Wait, <laughs> he microwaved the donut the donut. hard? Yeah, how does a donut microwave? get hard in the microwave? I don't know. Were that's the story. For like seven that minutes. <laughs> what? What an oversight! Wait, did he put it in the toaster? What a huge oversight! Are you kidding me? How do you like <laughs> seven <laughs> seconds max on a donut? Are you cute? What I know, right? <laughs> it's like Pop Tart level. Like, you don't, you just, you just a little like judge of heat, right? You don't need a lot. Yeah, what are you doing yeah, for? I you? Do oh, I can just like, see, him, I can just see him standing in his microwave, like, just yeah, trying to right? just slide in his own head. And he's like, How long? How long? <laughs> Should I microwave this for? You know what? Yeah. I'm just gonna go ten minutes and we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're like, wasn't a pre they like wasn't a preset, so he just chose like the baked potato preset. Holy god. Oh my god. And then he's uh, like and luckily, he's like, what? And then he goes, go. he goes, he goes, 
Oh, oh, when I bit it, when I realized that shit, my tooth, it hurt so bad, I just threw the donut away. Like, oh, now you're going to waste a donut, you fucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, no, that thing easily could have been used as, like, charcoal in the grill outside or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That, that is so good. How do, you, how do you microwave a donut and make it hard? <laughs> how long does that... You know what? Like I was gonna say, we gotta try it. We bro. have donuts in the kitchen right we now. We gotta try it. Well, that's that's not what it says. Let's get like an old Krispy Kreme from a gas station. Fair. Go. We're gonna try. It. We're gonna experiment. Yeah. How long do you have to microwave a donut? First, how does the microwave survive that? How does the yeah. microwave survive? Well, microwave even knows you know, for a while. Shit. All right. Did you got one last good one? I got one last good one, and this guy had the toughest luck of anybody with these silly, silliest injuries. Uh, but he was also my hero at, in the end, and I'll tell you why. But first, let's uh, chronologically go with uh, Jeremy Affelt, uh, the pitcher. Yep. Right? So uh, in 2011, he really had a battle with some frozen hamburger patties. So he tried to split the t- frozen hamburger Like, everybody's done this. Right. He tried to yep. split the hamburger patties with a knife, and he gashed his hand. But he gashed his hand so bad, he needed <laughs> surgery to repair nerve damage. Oh my god, dude, butter knife. Butter knife. I know. I know. So then were they like frozen or like hermetically sealed together? Frozen. Like frozen, like stuck together patties in a box. You pull it out and you're trying to go. Oh Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So then a year later, his his then four year old son. He comes home from a road trip. His then four-year-old son runs up to him, gives him a hug. He shifts his weight to like catch his son, but his knee pops and he sprains his SCL. <laughs> and he's out for uh, like uh, 30, 30 days. 30 days he was out for. Wow. So there's that. I got to say. Uh, so there's, then there's, oh, you're oh, still going. Is this still Jeremy FL? Well, yeah. Oh, there's more. Then in 2015, he was playing with his kids in a lake, slipped off an inflatable platform, and screwed up his left knee. <laughs> so there, so there's that. That's the end of the chronological injuries with him. Here's where he's my hero. So this is in 2018. His dog was apparently choking on some food, right? Okay. Jeremy opens the dog's mouth, shoves his hand down his throat as far as he could, grabs the food, and pulls it out, right? Yeah. So he saves so he saves his dog there, but like I guess blood like splattered everywhere. Like he re- he really got down. I mean, he might have got some like nerves Jeez. or veins or some shit like that. Oh my right? god. So he said he later said the on dog the dog comes up to him. Comes up to him, like I guess I guess he like blinks. I guess he just like blinks to him and then like just goes limp again in his arms. So Jeremy gives his dog mouth to mouth resuscitation. <laughs> and and okay. then after after like twice I guess after like twenty minutes he thought he, he thought he was going to give up after like twenty minutes the dog came back to life throws him in the dog throws him in his truck gets him to the vet dog is still alive today hey Jeremy oh, I don't Jeremy I don't even know how this I don't know how this conversation started but good on you Jeremy Affel wow you were a <laughs> mediocre baseball player but you, you reached you, your hand down a dog's throat yeah, that you one time did some things. It sounds like in all these stories, he caused more damage than like if, <laughs> yeah. if he wasn't in these situations, like everything would be fine. It sounds like he's just going into rooms and just fucking shit if up. If it was literally anybody else, yeah. things would have been fine. But yeah. Jeremy, I felt he fucks up the game. Yeah. He, 
he will mess up the situation. All right, Chad, that was awesome. Thank you for the research there. I appreciated that. Let's get off of baseball now. Again, uh, a lot of season left. Uh, and again, in good news, uh, things are open now. So Indians, the progressive field, wide open. Go buy tickets. Go down yeah. to the game. I'm going to go down to the game. I'm sure we'll be posting about being at some games. So if you ever want to have some garage beers or progressive field beers with the garage beers, guys, whatever, we'll be down there. But uh, let's shift on uh, because we are – Chad, can you hear us? I think we lost Chad. He'll come back. I think we lost Chad. Uh, he's going to be pissed to miss this part. Uh, but you know what? He's going to be right back. So while he is gone, we are going to advertise for a second. Check this out. Look at Oh! Look at garage beers, t-shirts. It says Chad's back, but I don't know if his internet's working. We're going to keep trying to get him in until he can get in. Uh, so shout out to our buddy, Matt Pfeffer, uh, down with 614 hockey. We've talked about them a lot. We're going to work with 614 hockey a lot, but Matt Pfeffer over the last couple of weeks officially got us the garage beers podcast t-shirts. Uh, Joe's got one. Now we got to get one over to Chad. Uh, the hats are coming in, uh, in the next few days. Uh, so we'll have hats. Once we have everything in house, we have a website that we're going to use, uh, and we're going to put it all up. You guys can get your garage bears, hats, garage bears, t-shirts. Um, uh, and, uh, and again, any proceeds we get from that is just going to go to help us kind of make the show better for you guys. So, uh, hopefully you like it. The shirts are awesome. They're soft. They're like real high quality, good, soft t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, they're nice. I would wear it. Uh, I will. You're going to wear it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, while while you were gone, Chad, I figured before we get into our next topic, because you and I are going to have a little fun with this one, but I figured we'd talk about our Garage Beers merch, our buddy Matt Pfeffer getting that over to us again. Uh, we'll let you know. Stay tuned yeah. more so when that gets released. So, Chad, we're getting off baseball now, and we're going to go into – a very fun time of the year. We're going to spend a minute on both of these things because there's two playoffs going on right now. And frankly, they've been phenomenal. Uh, oh my God. They've been amazing. I, I'm going to say something real quick and we're not, we're going to start with hockey, but okay. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something real quick. Okay. I, especially hockey fans. And I don't disagree with this. I don't disagree with this other than saying, I feel like it puts down other sports too much. Hockey fans love to be like, Oh, yeah, Matt, look at look look who's here. Look who came and joined us. Matt Pfeffer <laughs> turned it on at the right time. Let's go, Matt. Sure Let's did, go. baby. All right, Let's Matt. Uh, uh, I think hockey fans do this to a little bit too much of an extreme, but here's what I mean. Hockey fans always say, oh, my God, the Stanley Cup playoffs yeah. are far and away the best playoffs out there. I don't know that I I don't know that I disagree that they're the best, but like I, I, I think it's weird that I feel like it sometimes puts the other playoffs down a little bit because I'm going to tell you what I've been watching a ton of the Stanley cup playoffs. I've been in the hospital for the last week, so I've <laughs> had no nothing to do, but sit there and watch these playoffs. I've been watching a ton of the Stanley cup playoffs and I've been watching a ton of the NBA playoffs. And I will tell you guys, I don't know if you've been watching the NBA playoffs so far have been phenomenal. Like yeah. absolutely an absolute blast to watch. The series have been great. There's been a little bit of everything. So we're going to get into a little bit of both of those, but let's start with the Stanley cup playoffs and, and, 
And I'm going to let you, Chad, I'm going to let you start and get whatever you need to get off your chest for a minute here, uh, because obviously something happened just as we were going on the air uh, tonight that I'm sure you want to talk about. So why don't you just start and then I'll, I'll probably, I'll own you. I'll own you. Mike's over here trying to, trying to vie for the 2022 uh, Stanley Cup Penguin champions. Oh, one down, one to go, baby. The Pittsburgh Penguins (laughs) have been eliminated for the second year in a row by the New York Islanders. Goodbye, Pittsburgh. See you later. Boston is the only team left that needs to get eliminated. And that's it. That, that, that'll be it for me. I don't even, I don't even care who wins after that. I would just enjoy the rest of these playoffs because Pittsburgh is out and then hopefully Boston gets eliminated. We'll see. I mean, New York's playing them in the, in the next round here. So we will see, but um, the series have been great guys. I, I mean, you know, Carolina and Nashville is, is, has become, I mean, just... there he goes again. Chad's internet is amazing. But you know what? While Chad's gone, I'm going to throw this up there. Because Boomer, I love you, man. I love you, little Boomer. But this is the shit I hate about the people that talk about the NBA. Because oh. I completely disagree with you. And and Chad, we're going to welcome you back in. And we'll let you get back to your rant. But we're talking about the comment that little Boomer made. Because I 100% disagree with it. What? It's... It's like this take that people have about the NBA that is just, to me, it's so nonsensical. NBA players are some of the biggest freak athletes on the planet. And you guys are crazy if you don't think that there is flopping going on in every sport. And if there is an embellishment going on, whether it is, whether it is the one you don't see a lot in is baseball because there's not really contact, but like, there's flopping that happens in football. There's flopping that happens in basketball. There's certainly flopping that happens in hockey, and it happens frequently, which is fine. It's a part of the sport. Like, there's this, uh, I, I think it's very much a fan take. And I'm a fan, but I try to view it from a different perspective. It's a very much a fan take that there's a purity to these games that the players don't feel. Like, Fans view these games as like pure and you you play hard all the time. And if you get knocked down, you get back up when you're a player, like when you're a player in the NBA playoffs or you're a player in the NHL playoffs or whatever, you know what you care about winning. That is all you care about. So that means that means if you take a fall a little bit, if you if you embellish something, if if you're playing hockey and like you're going to act like you got hooked or slashed or tripped or whatever, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it because it, you think it's going to help your team win. It's the same thing in basketball. It's the same. It, I don't like the, I don't like that. We deal with it a lot because LeBron isn't here. When LeBron takes a poke to the eye and he falls down, people, Oh, LeBron. I'm like, man, I don't give a shit. Like LeBron is, he's going to have a statue in Cleveland. Like why are we to bad mouth on LeBron? I don't know. I just don't like how people act like the NBA is the only place where that happens. Joe, you, you look know, like you have something to say about that. I just, and maybe because this is just the most easily comparable thing uh, ever, uh, ever, you have Kevin, not Kevin James. Good God, Kevin James, Paul Blart. Paul <laughs> you have LeBron James going down for what is that? A minute and forty seconds for an eye poke. You can at least get up, go to the bench. Like you also, it, uh, unless they were losing at that point, which the game was close, I guess. But like, 
you know, there's not a ton of benefit if your team has any type of momentum to take that kind of time off. You have Kevin Pillar that got beamed in the face with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball was on the ground for 34 seconds. Right. Again, it's not... It's not comparable. No, because, he could have been on there for, because baseball, for 20 minutes. No, no, and nobody no, would have Because baseball isn't comparable in that you, they're not going to call a foul. There isn't going to be anything that happens because of it. What happens Again, in hockey when somebody goes in Bell? They get off right away. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. No, they could not get off the ice faster. No, unless they're nope. literally unable to put a single ounce of weight. On it's their nonsense. You, what embellishment happens in hockey and basketball? You know what happens Again, in hockey? What penalty? Sometimes, most but, of the time, but a lot of times, an embellishment will help get a penalty. Like you guys are crazy mm. if you act like embellishments don't happen in hockey. Mm. How well, many times? How many times have you been watching a game? Put yourself in your own shoes. All right, little boomer. Put yourself in your own shoes. You're watching a Jackets game, and I don't know, uh, a, a very borderline, a very borderline uh, of uh, penalty occurs, and you, as a Jackets fan, are screaming that it's an obvious penalty. It may not have been. It's the embellishment that gets it over. Like it's a part of sports. It's a part of literally every sport except for maybe baseball because they don't need it. Go ahead, Chad. I was here's like two things about the NBA and it's, and it's exactly why I'm not like, like why my interest has, has faded a lot over the years. I'll never understand. And, and this is me. Like, like I sit courts, like I sit courtside because I work down there. So I, 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 you know, I have a real close up view of it. I'll never understand what is and isn't a foul in today's NBA. I won't. I, I I'll never understand. But that is that's not that isn't the players. That's not the embellishment. That's uh, okay. I will tell you this. I'm a guy that has officiated, and you guys have heard me say this. I've officiated every sport but hockey. I've officiated every sport but hockey. Basketball is by far the hardest. Oh, 100%. by far, by uh, far the hardest to officiate. A hundred percent. No, I totally agree with that. The other thing is, there's zero. Zero, absolutely zero parity in, in in basketball. Like, yeah, these first round matchups are probably not are are, are nice. They're, you know, they're, they're probably nice for an NBA fan to watch. But you know exactly who's going to be there in the end. You do. Maybe you, you, maybe. you know who who no. There's so no who's going to be who's going to be there? Who's going to well, be there? It's going to be like it's going to be the Lakers super, and the Nets. Wait a minute. Are you super confident that the Lakers are going to beat the Suns? Yeah. What? Why no. Wouldn't I be? Why, would Why wouldn't I be? Why would you be? Why would Why I would be? Because the Suns have looked just as good as the Lakers through two games. Are you are you super confident that the team with the best record in basketball, the Utah Jazz, had the best record in basketball? You super confident they're going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies? Well, the the Bucks have had the best records for the past two years, and they never made it past the first round. But it's different. Playoffs are different. I'm just saying, like, again, I just, I'm, I'm off topic of what? Uh, no, let me, let me, let me bring us back. I am an NBA fan. I like the NBA. I'm Chad. You've said many times you're not a big NBA guy. That's okay. Like, I don't yeah. fault you for that. No, just yeah. like if you're not a big soccer guy or whatever, it's fine. I love, and this is the other thing, Boomer. I'm going to keep calling you out on this. I'm going to keep calling you out on your comments on the NBA because I grew up with the NBA, the '80s and the '90s too. I love the NBA, the '80s and the '90s. Today's game is weak. No, it isn't. Today's game is a thousand times better than it was back then. 
a thousand times. The guys that play in today's NBA are skilled beyond belief. You don't have these big, slow freaking like I, I just always think of Bill Lambeer. Oh, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer sucked. He wouldn't make Bill Lambeer wouldn't make it within 40 yards of an NBA arena in today's game. But he was tough and physical. Listen, it's a different game. It is a different game. And 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 the speed and the skill. Like, you remember when Arvidas Sabonis was shooting threes? Back in like the nineties, people were like, Whoa, this seven footer's out here shooting threes. What happens now? Kevin Durant has the handles of a point guard. He's seven feet tall and he can shoot from everywhere on the court. Like it's just evolved. So I, I don't know. I just and again, Aaron Williams here, our buddy, he said, I think soccer's the worst. But yeah, it is. But that's part of their game. It's an embellishment. It's 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 part of sports. So again, I just yeah. To go back, and we're going to get into to the NHL, but it's also but it's also but it's got reason. It's also, yeah, that's the reason that everyone's pissed about it. Nobody wants to see LeBron on the floor for eighty seconds. Nobody wants to see people flopping in soccer for a minute. Nobody, no fan wants to see it. It's awful for the sport. I don't care if it gives if there's some advantage your team gets for that thirty seconds, extra seconds on the floor. That's bullshit. Nobody paying to watch the sport wants to see that. Not a single person. And, and, and I will, I will eat that one because I do, I am, I'm the king of saying the only reason sports are what they are is because of the fans. Your job is to put on for the fans. However, when you're in the moment, when you're in the moment, no boomer, come on, man. I I, I do like, I do like you being able to say that, but nah, you're all right. Uh, In the moment, I agree with you. But when you're the competitor out there and you feel like you can get a call, you also have to remember in basketball, there's levels of fouls, right? Just like soccer, there's levels of foul. Why is embellishment so big in soccer? Because a regular foul can go from a a regular foul to a yellow card if you embellish it enough. If you make it look bad enough to the ref, you never know. They might come up and give you a yellow card. Which is a fault to literally every sport but baseball and hockey. Right. Uh, yeah, hockey doesn't have the levels. Of, well, it's kind of, ho- they kind of do. Hockey's the sport that has a penalty for embellishment. Right. Uh, no, that's not true. There's You can get a technical foul in the NBA for embellishment. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but it's the same thing in the NBA. A regular foul can go to a flagrant run, flagrant one real easy with that embellishment. It's just, guys, it's a part of the sport. But having said that, like, uh, it's it's – I've had a great time to go back to the beginning and we're going to get into hockey. And I know Chad's loving the fact that Pittsburgh lost and they're out of the playoffs. And, and and I'm going to talk about it for a minute too, because we talk a lot of blue jackets here and I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you being on here with Chad, being on here with Joe, being on here with the the special guests we've had from the blue jackets, whether it's Nick Foligno or Jean-Luc Rampier or Jody Shelley, or the, 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 we've had like a ton of blue jackets people on here and, and hopefully we have more. Um, it has turned me into a Blue Jackets fan, but I've, I've been a Penguins fan my whole life. And I love the Penguins. But, like, it's a crazy thing, guys. Uh, I know the Penguins are one of the most hated teams in the NHL. This shit's coming to an end. Like, yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins, the pit, this uh, as a Penguins oh. fan. Uh, What's the city of Pittsburgh going to do? Who knows? They have two. Well, I don't give a shit I mean, about them. I don't no, give a shit about them. It is kind of crazy, though. Whatever if you feel bad about, you know, what you feel about Pittsburgh as a whole, but like they have two icon, absolutely iconic franchises that are both 
kind of in their twilight years. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Like, Chad, I don't know, man. I want to hear your opinion on this. I don't know what they do. Obviously, like, Sidney Crosby isn't going to go anywhere. No. But, like, Malkin? Okay. Like, is he Latang? Like, it, today's game was so stereotypical Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, of the last two years. Pittsburgh comes out on fire. They 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 come out on fire. They're playing well, but as they've done all year, they score a goal. Their opponent right after, like yeah. they they go. Pittsburgh goes up one nothing, and then immediately it's one to one. Then they go up two to one, and immediately it's two to two. Then they go up three to two, and the Islanders score three goals in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down at my phone. We were sitting outside by the yeah. fire. I'm teaching my son how to ride a bicycle on his fourth birthday. Yeah, I'm teaching him how to ride a bike. I look at my phone. It goes from three to two to five to two. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's okay. or five to three. Sorry, five to three. I'm like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. The, the, the dynasty in Pittsburgh is over. And that means the, the run of one of the I don't care. I know we've had a lot of talks about him on this podcast, especially with Brandon Dubinsky. But one of the all-time greatest players to ever play the sport is Sidney Crosby. And, Absolutely. and, and it's yeah. that's coming to an end. Yeah. That's undeniable. Yeah, yeah no, so it, it's, 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 it's coming to an end. I mean, the Pens are getting the Pens are getting older, especially in their top six. Uh, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, little boomer. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. But uh, uh, Gino is is I, I think he's on the brink. I mean, they're on the brink of having to tear this down because that defense all year, uh, you know, and Aaron's goaltending too. Jari was awful. To begin the Awful. year, I mean, he 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 came on as he came on as of late, but he, he kind of faltered kind of. a little bit as he well he did falter <laughs> as the series went on. He was pretty good in those first two games, but yeah, they're they're getting older in their top forward, so it's really going to come a time to where they're going to have to think about kind of retooling this team. You know, Latang has is on the decline. He's been on the decline oh, yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, I know he's had a huge injury history. But he can't. Uh, his coverage skills and his uh, back in the defensive zone are 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 severely declining. And, and like you said, and like Aaron said, it's it's goaltending. So it's uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of problems that they're going to have to deal with uh, between the like again, like I said, the Swiss cheese on defense, the goaltending, and well, getting older up front. So. I, I don't know. Listen, there's there's things to still love about Pittsburgh, right? You're still going to have Sidney Crosby, and he's he's still he's still one of the best sure. players in hockey. Sure. Uh, maybe one of the most underrated players in hockey is Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel's a star. Like he's yeah. a star hockey player. He's he's he is a he is a sniper. The dude scores goals. He is an elite goal scorer in the in the NHL. Uh, so you've still got him, but. Guys like you've got you've got these this team built around these cornerstone guys like Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. Evgeny Malkin shows up once every three games. Like well, he's just yeah. not there anymore. And and defensively, the funny thing is, as a Penguins fan, nobody, nobody makes plays defensively. And the goaltending is rough. It's just the era of the assumption that Pittsburgh's gonna be there at the end of the year is coming to an end and well, it's crazy. Well, it's because, I mean, that's because anytime you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on the ice together, you know, you're always, you're going to have a chance to, to, to win. Kind of, it, it, kind yeah, of. Kind, 
Yeah, but I mean, outside of Malkin and Crosby, who again, who are getting older, and Gensel, uh, Brian Rust, yeah. like where's like where where where's your scoring? I, right, I, I, it's rough. I, I don't know. So the Pittsburgh Penguins have a phenomenal year, regular season, but they exit to the Islanders, who aren't even that very, that good of a team. They're going to get smashed in their next series, whoever it's against. Yeah. But and, uh, and, look at, and look at this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Gino is is a trade candidate this offseason. I mean, he's got to be. He's got. He's got. I mean, he's got one year left on his deal. Then he's a UFA, and he's thirty five. And the, and the, and the the conversations about trading him have lasted for years. Now I agree with Matt here. Matt says Pittsburgh will reload, and they always do. They will. They'll, but they'll make trades that help them reload. They're not going to go into this like deep dive rebuild. But you are going to get to a point where Sidney Crosby's gone. You are going to get to a point where Malkin's gone. And and there is going to come a time where it isn't going to be as easy. See, it's easy for them to reload when you have Sidney Crosby sitting at, your, at the top of your line, right? Like, it's easy to reload the players underneath him. When he's not there anymore, it's harder to reload. So, again, I don't want to spend this whole time on Pittsburgh – well, I think one. I think one of the main factors that you have to think of is Rutherford isn't there anymore, and Ron Hextall did an okay job uh, in Philadelphia. Right. But it's going to be interesting to see the moves he's able to make in Pittsburgh if they, if they are going to reload, like like our friend Matt said. So it's so, it's, so let's move down because uh, not a great showing at all by Pittsburgh, uh, but the most shocking showing of the playoffs so far. The craziest showing of the playoffs so far, the Edmonton Oilers got their asses handed to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Absolutely uh-huh. destroyed by the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. To the point where Wayne Gretzky has since stepped down yeah. from his position with the Oilers. He's jumping yeah. onto the TNT broadcast team, which is awesome, by the way. Because uh, yeah. if you're Wayne Gretzky – isn't there a part of you that's like, why the fuck do I need this? I'm going to go talk about the sport and get paid millions. Uh, what happened with the Edmonton? How, how does that Edmonton Oilers like what? Well, the thing is with Edmonton and it's been the story since basically since McDavid and Dreisaitl have been there. They're a two man show with an old goaltender uh, in Mike Smith. I mean, I know Smith wasn't the goaltender there, uh, you know, <laughs> ever since McDavid has been there, but that's all they did. It's been a two-man show. They have they have no scoring depth. The defense has been bad. The defense has always been bad, and they're still trying to figure out their goaltending situation. It's been this Edmonton. This, it's been the same story with Edmonton ever since what they call the lottery line with Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, and Ryden Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Their, their their top line, maybe even their top six, has been able to score, but they've been, they they refused to draft any defense or any goaltending. So whenever they've won games, it's always had to have been five, four, four, three, six, five, seven, seven, five. So they've always had to try to outscore people. And that was no different in this series. You know, Winnipeg defended in layers against McDavid and Dreisaitl. And that's exactly how they shut them down. And for those people who might not understand that defending and defending in layers, it's basically think of it. Saying like basketball terms, Winnipeg basically put on a half court press and Edmonton couldn't figure out how to beat it. And, and, and that's exact. I mean, that's all you have to do. McDavid, when McDavid and Dreisaitl don't have, don't have a, a point in their games. I got their, their record was insane. It was like two thirty two and five or something like that. When McDavid and Dreisaitl don't score, right. don't, don't have a point in the game. So it's, it's insane. It's crazy just because Edmonton is that team that 
every year we're just going to talk about Edmonton, 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 because you've got some of the best players in the in the league uh, uh, playing for them. But holy shit, to to flame out again like this, right? Like it's the opposite too, right? You've got we just talked about the Penguins. Well, the Penguins are old and they're and and they're they got a lot of guys running on a team. You you trade, you know, you make trades for the Penguins for other old guys just to hope you get one last run out of them, basically. <laughs> yeah. Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton, like you got young studs. You've got to make that work. So I, li- I like Matt's, our buddy Matt's point here. Edmonton, you know, we've talked a lot about Columbus and the two-headed monster at, at, at goaltender. That's not going to last. And they have to rebuild a little bit this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So one of those goaltenders looks to be on the way out. It would certainly not surprise me to see Edmonton make a play for one of the goaltenders and, and they got a lot to pick from there. So that could be kind of fun for Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Joe, let's bring you into the conversation here. Uh, hey. uh, we got an awesome series. Maybe my favorite series of the playoffs so far has yeah. been Nashville oh, yeah. and Carolina because that was supposed to be over before it started. Carolina, uh, <laughs> Carolina is a better team than Nashville, but Oh shit. Your predators, it's, your predators. It's a little playing. reminiscent of the Blue Jackets uh, Lightning series in the bubble last year, where they were like, you didn't necessarily think that the Blue Jackets were going to come in and be as competitive as they were. And it just made for a good series. I don't think Nashville has a chance in this series. Uh, I think, like you said, Carolina is the better team. Like, they are just absolutely an incredible team. I think maybe where Nashville might have an edge and just is just overall playoff experience within the team. Uh, so maybe that's why they've been able to hang in there. <laughs> they've hung so many first round banners. Well, yeah, you know, but <laughs> to an extent, I mean, I, I feel like that does kind of help you stay in these, these more intense cutthroat games for longer. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that Nashville comes, I think they would play either tomorrow or Sunday. I can't remember. Uh, or no, they play tomorrow, don't they? They play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. They do. Uh, it's not. It's Wednesday. I, I tell you what. I took one day off work, and I think it's the weekend already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You gotta work uh, tomorrow, idiot. But uh, no, I, I think Carolina comes out on top. But it's been a, at least an entertaining series to watch. I mean, Hell that, yes. Not that Nashville is like getting momentum for like a huge dynasty run or anything, but like as uh, someone that lives in Nashville and is. Uh, enjoys watching the predators. I, I, it's been a great series to watch. And we just, uh, you know, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say Nashville is taking the same approach that Winnipeg was for Carolina. Exactly. Good for Edmonton. Yes. Winnipeg for Edmonton. But the, but the difference, the difference is Edmonton's a two man show. Carolina's four lines deep. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So, so, so they are. So, Carolina is a complete team. Like yeah, Carolina skilled and so fast. I'm watching them in this slug fest with Nashville and Nashville's I think playing a little bit over their heads, but they're playing great. Yeah. Uh, it makes me really feel like Carolina could really be the team to beat in the entire NHL. Like these guys are, I know, like I know Boston dominated uh, Washington. I know, you know, Winnipeg comes out and dominates uh, uh, up there in Canada, but like, man, the way this Carolina team plays against a team that's just really cruising like Nashville uh, yeah. Carolina is certainly a team to beat uh, here. I uh, Another update from tonight just happened, but David Savard, or as Lil Boomer calls him, Big Daddy Dave Savvy, uh, is heading to the second round. Tampa Bay beats Florida 4 nothing. That ends that series. So 
Yeah, another one done. Uh, Tampa Bay looking good again, as they do every year. But as kind of as expected, though. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Florida wasn't going anywhere this round. Yeah, I mean, the question was, was Florida re- uh, for real? And uh, I mean, we found out, no. guys. The NHL's weird. Like, like, you have teams with just absolutely incredible season records. Like, I feel like the President's Trophy is a curse for most teams. Not that Florida won that, but, like, teams with incredible records. Like, if you are not, like, at core, like, uh, maybe, like, a veteran team or, like, a team that has experience in the playoffs, it's a different – it's a literal different league and game when you get to the NHL well, playoffs. It's, it's oh. funny what you're saying because you see teams. Yeah. And, again, I'm used to it with Pittsburgh, even though they've not been good in the playoffs of the last couple of years. But I'm used to watching Pittsburgh – kind of coast in at the like four seed. It doesn't matter what they do. It literally doesn't matter what you, if you make the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Right. Four seed, six seed, whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. That's the good teams. But the teams that are like hot the entire season, they're almost the ones that guaranteed fizzle out in the first round of the playoffs. It's crazy. Now let's talk about something uh, before we get off of, before we get off of hockey and before we move along. Let's talk about something that happened. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the president's trophy curse is a thing, Joe. Just so oh, is just it really? so you know. oh yeah. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. New, I, I'm no joke. I'm like relatively. I'm only like five years into like really following hockey. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a thing. let's talk about something that that Chad. This got you worked up, and I wasn't real sure why it got you worked up. So I kind of want to talk about it. And again, I've been so disconnected the last couple of weeks. But uh, let's talk about the John Tavares injury up in in Toronto. Oh. Toronto, oh. Toronto, uh, looking to close out Montreal tomorrow. Uh, but John Tavares, that concussion, maybe the scariest, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in any sport ever. Like when I see a guy's knee twisted the wrong way or his ankle break or whatever, it doesn't scare me all that much because it's like, whatever, they'll just surgery. Fine. When I saw the trainer pick up John Tavares and then he just kept going backwards and his eyes just floated literally into the sand. I was like, that was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Chad, you got a little worked up about that. You were no, you, you, no. all right. I I'll get worked no, up no. about it. Joe got worked up. I'll get worked up about it. Just because Joey hates Corey Perry. <laughs> I fucking hate Corey Perry. And let me tell you, uh, he's been a longtime nemesis of the Predators. Uh, oh, at least the years that I followed that team. Uh, and it really like he were he was with Anaheim for a couple of years, and him and Roger Hansen always and you know little spats yep. and stuff, whatever. But at the Winter Classic in Dallas, uh, right before the pandemic last year, uh, I, you guys have probably all seen it, but like Corey Ellis just knocked Ryan Ellis or, or Corey, Corey Perry, Perry knocked Ryan Ellis out with an elbow, and it was incredibly malicious, and it was. A pretty similar thing where like everybody in the stadium was just like dead silent. Like it was like a very scary thing to watch. And like they weren't even showing replays of it. Like it was not a very comfortable thing. So I was absolutely belligerent that game. I was just like <laughs> shouting about I hate Corey Perry. He you know, had so many little shots of fireball. <laughs> little shots of fireball. Yeah, a lot. But they just, oh, yeah. but they just no. hit so differently. They just little, little, the middle leader shots of fireball. The little ones so did hit differently. That's very true. I mean, uh, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him in the Tavares thing, though. This is this is a little different. Like, it's, it's, it's very different. It's very weird that it's the same guy, though. Look, it's, it's an accident, but also... 
it's kind of a positioning thing. I don't know. If no, he, mm, no. Don't, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on it. Uh, I, I think if you play maliciously throughout your entire career, the fact that you need someone to hell and back or having a bad, whatever, like, God, that's no. a weird coincidence that, that I felt, hasn't really happened before. But I felt that the speed of that, I felt so bad for both oh, of them. God, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there was nothing, there was yeah. nothing malicious about that. There was nothing. It just was the craziest injury. And, and who I really feel bad for, I mean, to take John Tavares away from the Maple Leafs. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, that's, if you are a Maple Leafs fan, you are, you're like, this is our year. Yeah. Finally, they've yeah. put together an impeccable. The Maple Leafs are a goddamn near impeccable team. They sure. do everything well. They do everything well. And to take John Tavares and, 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 and literally bash his face in so bad that he's out <laughs> like a severe, severe concussion. Yeah. What a devastating loss for that team. Yeah, they pushed all their chips to the middle with the with the, with the moves they made at the trade day, trade deadline, and yeah, I, I mean he's their captain. I, I mean he's their leader. Yeah. To, to to take him off the team is uh, it could it could be devastating. I mean it, you know they still have plenty of firepower on that team, but uh, man, oh man, oh man. I mean, if anything, it's going to give them a little bit extra motivation because you know you know you see a lot of guys come out and say you know Mitch Marner we're playing for him now. You know Nick Foligno fought Corey Perry. Right after right. after that hit even though i mean i don't even think it was i i even think nick knew that like it wasn't malicious but it was just kind of like to reset everything i know i i don't buy any any breath that that wasn't somewhat malicious somewhat in the back of his mind like he is a definition of dirty player like awful from oh, sports kind of vibe like there's no way that there wasn't something there you could have dove out of the way you, there's there's no way that something couldn't have been done in that exact moment. I'm not convinced of that. I don't know. I, he's, he's, I, I won't, I, I'm not going to deny he's a dirty player, that's for sure. But in that situation, I'm not so sure. All right, so guys, here's, here's my question. You've got the Islanders have moved on. Boston has moved on. Colorado has moved on. Vegas and Minnesota are still going. Uh, Toronto looking to close out Montreal. Winnipeg smashes Edmonton. Carolina looking to close out Nashville and Tampa Bay beats Florida. Has anything changed in your mind as far as who's your favorite? Like Chad, it, it, knowing what you know now, has anything changed with how you feel these playoffs are going to go? God, I, you know, at the beginning, I thought it was going to be, like I said, I, I wanted who I like. I had who I wanted in the cup and who I thought was going to be in the cup. I wanted Florida and Edmonton in the cup. But obviously, uh, nope. that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I said, but when I said who I think is going to be in the cup is Tampa and Vegas. I'm not going to move off of Tampa, although it, Carolina would not be would not surprise me. But I was I was actually getting to that, Aaron. But the way Colorado handled St. Louis in that first round, right? And it, it, if Vegas is able, you know, if Vegas is able to close out Minnesota here in the next two games. I think that, I think whoever comes out of that series is is going to be the cup is going to be to win the cup. They are they are just. I, I know that the the Caps were going up Boston in the first uh, up against Boston in the first round. I didn't think the Caps were going to get 
just absolutely lost. <laughs> just smoked. Just, like that five. Yeeted. That, Yeet that out was of the playoffs. that was a little surprising to me. Sorry, I used a TikTok um, term. I was Yeet. Uh, Yeet. Yes. Uh, I, I still think uh, Colorado is going to make it to the finals. I kind of thought they were from the beginning. They're, they're too fast of a team. Like, and they just have so much stuff with them. Um, I don't really know who's going to come out of the East anymore. Or the, should, uh, not the East. Should we be talking? Like, I, I don't know that I think we should. Should we, should we be talking? Should somebody bring up Winnipeg for a second? Like, I understand that Edmonton's a two-man show. I understand that Edmonton has a lot of holes outside of the but like but at the same time you Edmonton plays a dominant season, like a really good season and Winnipeg just destroys them in the playoffs. Should we be talking about Winnipeg a little bit with one of the best goalies in hockey? And you know what they were bad down the stretch going into the playoffs. But uh you know if they're able to make it past Toronto, because Toronto is going to close out the Habs at some point. If they're yeah. able to make it past Toronto, then yeah, I, I think you do. I think they you do have to put them in as as part of the conversation. But that but the second round series I'm looking forward to the most is, 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 is Colorado and Vegas, for sure. Yeah, I love how you oh, all for, for sure. sure. But I love how you're like if they well if they close this yeah that's how the playoffs work, Chad. <laughs> like if they close out enough teams, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. So yes, we should probably talk about them. Like what? Well, no, 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 no. I I meant like if Winnipeg is able to beat Toronto, I you know I think we have to talk about like because I because I again I think Vegas or Colorado is, is going to be the team coming out of the West. I think we have to talk yeah. about them seriously putting up a fight against one of those two teams, whoever they do meet. You know what else well, is going to be interesting, by the way? Canada's like COVID protocols. Like, where are they going to like when when they get down to like to play? Well, they, I think they they've already figured the they've already figured that out. So okay. they'll figure it out. Right. Uh, okay. And and let's also not forget that Boston looked absolutely incredible. And I hate the Bruins, but holy shit, yeah. did they look good. Anyway. Carolina or Tampa will take them out. Carolina or Tampa will take them out. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Or Nashville. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeet. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, listen, it's been awesome. Uh, I do want to spend two minutes, and then, Chad, I want to get to your poll. So we're going we're gonna to kind of wrap things up here close. So get your poll ready, Chad. But I do also want to spend two minutes like – I think it's wrong for us to just sit and talk hockey and not talk about these NBA playoffs because they have been spectacular. Like, again, even if you're not an NBA fan, even if you're, again, I think hockey fans can be a little hockey is the best. So we only want to talk about hockey, (laughs) but the NBA playoffs have been phenomenal so far. You've got a really good first round series going on. The, the Knicks and the Hawks series so far, it's only two games in, has been one of my favorite playoff series I think I've ever watched. You have everything. You've got a guy, Julius Randle has become one of the most likable players in the NBA. He just won the most improved player award. You've got Trey Young shushing the crowd at Madison Square Garden. And then the Knicks come out tonight and take the game game two to even the series awesome drama going on there nothing super fun gonna happen in atlanta because that's a a dud of a basketball (laughs) arena for a game you've got the lakers and the suns tied one to one you've got dallas smoking the clippers so far nobody saw that coming 
it's just this is always one of my favorite times of the year because I love you've got the NBA and the NHL doing their playoffs simultaneously and you've got baseball going on. Like it's hard to beat this time yeah. of year. Yeah, sure. Sure. Now, as far as your Knicks comment goes, I think more credit to that goes to Tom Thibodeau. Uh, you sure. know, I, I, I don't think uh, Julius Randall is half the player he is this year without Tib- without Tibbs coaching that team. So uh, outside of that, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Sure. Like We've, I said, you've you also know, got, like I said, like I said, there's zero for me, there's zero parody in the NBA. So I, I just, I, I'm just, I, I I don't know. It's hard for me to get into it. It really is. You've you've also got Portland and Denver, and if you're not watching that series, I don't. I can't help you. Like if you're a sports fan and you're not watching Portland and Denver, I can't help you. They are two of the most entertaining teams in the entire NBA, and you've got like like what last night Dame Lillard just walks across half court. <laughs> Dude just walks across half court, takes two steps unloads a three and drills it from the <laughs> logo from the logo. Yeah. Like just, it, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and I think there's a, still a lot of fun to be had. Look out for Memphis. You talk about parody, blah, blah, blah. Look out for the eight seated Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah jazz. Cause Memphis is going to give Utah uh, John Morant in Memphis is a star. They're going to get you give Utah everything they can handle. So Okay. All right, Chad. Okay. We've been going at it for an hour and 45 minutes. We don't want to do this too long. So, Chad, you said you had a fun little uh, oh, man. Uh, a poll to end no. things here tonight. So we're going to end with that before we get maybe, out of here. Maybe we should save for next week. I don't know, because it's kind of like there's it's a little a, late. There's I, a lot, I, inter- I there's introduced a lot of things. It, to, there's, a, there's a lot of things to get through. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> all right. Here we go. Well, so this of America – Basically, I don't know why they came up with this idea or what they did, but uh, I, I love that they did it. But they took they took a total of 34 animals, right? And they showed people seven random pairings of animals from the list. Uh, this is including humans, uh, by the way. And, and they pit them. Did you, say, in, did you say humans? Humans. With and a why? And they put them in head-to-head <laughs> matchups uh, to decide who would win in a fight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so according to Americans, an elephant had the biggest win rate out of all of these head to head matchups at 74%. What? Yeah. An elephant. Oh, for sure. What are they? And this is playing squirrels. And this is over. A, and this squirrel. is over a ride. Playing what? To the death. I don't know. <laughs> this is over a grizzly bear. It's everything. And, and, and now again, a key factor here is. This is an unarmed human. So if you're going to fight any one of these animals as a human, you have to fist fight these things. You have to figure out a way to go ahead and kill one of these animals. The only thing, and a human came in 33rd place, by the way, there's told 34 animals. The animal that they, that, that they think an unarmed human would kill the most, a goose. Yeah. Oh, I would kill the shit out of a goose. Uh, And they scare and they scare well, they scare me. But what so we're we're thirty third, you said, or thirty fourth? Yeah, thirty third. Of thirty four. Of thirty four. What's thirty what's thirty two? Thirty two? An ostrich. For real? Like an ostrich. Like I feel like I I feel like like I would kill the shit about an ostrich too, but I'd be scared about an ostrich. Like I'd be nervous. I would grab an ostrich or a goose by the strong fucking necks and just suffocate them into the ground. But but let's not make, make no mistake. 
Make no fucking mistake. One of these bastard Canadian geese comes chasing after me on the sidewalk. I'm running. No. First of all, I'm not out here just trying to kill animals. Two, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to get into that. I'm just yeah, trying okay. to go about my. I'm trying to get a coffee. Leave me alone, goose. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. There's nothing. No killing. But in a head-to-head like fight, like you had to fist fight these things, like a chimpanzee is above an ostrich. Like you fist fighting a chimpanzee. You know that thing might. Uh, no. No. Have, no. no. Have, if you know anything about chimpanzees, they are vicious. Yeah, but like, you have to have vicious. A, well, listen, you have to have a plan of attack, though, if you're going to sit here and fight, if you're pitting these things in head-to-head matchups. Like, what's your move if you're trying to fight a chimpanzee? See, but that's that's what's scary about these animals, guys. That's what's scary is that they are – humans are so mental about how they approach things, and animals are so instinctive about how they approach things. And, like, so a chimpanzee is going to come at me with just nails and teeth and shit – I don't know that I'm going to be able to get out of my own brain in time to like beat up a chimpanzee. Oh, but if something is attacking you though, you're not in your own brain. You're just, yes, how, you do get this th- how do I get this thing off of me? I'm probably thinking run or like, <laughs> I don't know, protect the face or something. <laughs> protect the face. Or like our arms I, are protect. So Chad, here's what I want to know. What are the most, like for you, according to you, what are the most egregious animals above humans? Like which animals should not be above humans? Like that, like that humans could beat in a fight. Yeah. Oh God. A coyote, a coyote for sure. Yeah, totally. I think we could take coyotes. Totally. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a dog. Like, I mean, you could, a, coy- yeah. a coyote should not be on that list. Like a coyote yeah. might scratch and bite you a little bit, but Ultimately, you can subdue a coyote for sure. Yeah, uh, a fucking walrus. Okay, like I mean, if you have a walrus on land, it's not going to do anything. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that. Yeah, better. it's not going to chase you down. Yeah, I'll jump what's, on a what's walrus. Gonna do? What's it gonna... You can take oh. hours walking around and planning your attack, and then <laughs> figuring out yeah. like the most precise thing to do to it. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> a walrus. I'll jump on a walrus's slippery ass back and elbow it in the temple. Are they? Are, is this is this pool for like a CPR dummy or something that is just throwing at the animal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys seen that? Uh, what's the what's the guy's the British guy's name? Dave Attenborough. Yeah. He does yeah. the show about nature or whatever. Oh and yeah. And there's yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like a I don't know where the fuck it is, but there's a place where walruses like climb up a cliff and then jump off of it and kill themselves. <laughs> Like I feel like I could take out a walrus. I, don't mean to laugh at that. I feel like I could take out a walrus unless it's falling at me from eight hundred feet above. That's, that's I'm, true. I'm out. Yeah. I, I am effed. I mean, all right, what else? Uh, all right, uh, let's see. I, I don't know. I feel like I take a kangaroo. I feel like I could. Yeah. You're in a yeah. boxing match with a like. I would. I would stick my legs in a kangaroo's fucking pouch and just uppercut its jaw. Gross. Uh, right. I feel like the advantage you have over a kangaroo is that eventually you can just grab it. Although you see the pictures where the kangaroos are like absolutely jacked, like like oh yeah, like pit like, bull, like, like kangaroo pit bull. Yeah, like yeah. they like are hitting the gym like five times a week, like for four hours each time. I think as long as you can avoid a hearty kick to the face, because that'll knock your ass out. As long as you <laughs> yeah. can avoid a hearty kick to the face. If you can grab the kangaroo, that's where the human has the advantage in grabbing. If you can grab sure. and like wrestle it down, then you're all right. But sure. And just I think a kangaroo could stomp your face 
forever. But anyways, what else? Yeah, I mean, you got, you got to avoid it. Like you're looking at a, like a hyena, a wolf. Okay, I mean, those are those are bugged unarmed humans. I mean, wolves are I mean, yeah. a little bigger than a coyote, I guess. Well, I guess if, it, if it's a singular wolf, like if it's a pack of wolves, no, forget it. No, but I, I think if you have a singular wolf or hyena, you could make an argument for a human. Okay, you can make an argument. Coyotes are small, but the wolves and like, I, I don't know. You can rest like again. Imagine your dog. Your dog is like seven feet tall. If he was pissed, I feel like you could still wrestle your dog to the ground. Well, yeah. Right. I think a wolf All is right. the same. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What else? I mean, I, like, I mean, I really when do we start? When Chad? When do we start getting into like? Okay, now now you're fucked if you're a human because you're obviously not taking out like a grizzly bear. Well, no, you're not taking out a grizzly bear. They're like the top, I would say the top. What's the top one, five? Two, three, four, five, six. The top, read them. Read them. The top six, you're not fucking with. Like, you're not going to happen. Well, who is but it? You also have to figure. So, okay. So, you top six, but like this one to six elephant, rhinoceros, grizzly bear, tiger, hippopotamus. Yeah. You're, and lion. You're fucked on all lions. those. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. But you got to figure Hippo, out. Like, heck, nobody has the sheer strength to do anything to it. It's like punching like a. Same thing as a rhinoceros yeah. and an elephant. What, what are you going to do? Poke on his yeah, eyes? <laughs> all right. So, what's what's seven then? Because you, you paused seven, at six. Seven's a crocodile. And the only reason I have that <laughs> I'm eating. I'm yeah, well, we ate a crocodile in South Carolina like two years ago. We ate crocodile. Well, the only reason I have in my head is like people wrestle fucking crocodiles and alligators Where? all the yeah. time. Gouge the eyes. Yeah, literally. Right? Yeah, just put okay. your mouth on. I think it's on top, and then you push your mouth down, and then they can't do anything. Fair. Yeah, like if you like if you can happy Gilmore that thing, like you oh no, don't start what you can't finish. <laughs> and then you just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think crocodile should be that high on the list. Oh, it shouldn't. It shouldn't because it's absolutely above, because I think you're, something like a gorilla, it's above I was gonna say, I think you're missing like a gorilla. Like if you get an angry gorilla versus an unarmed human, you you are dying. You are going to die. Right. Plus, was right. it just grizzly bear? Because like polar bear. Like there's no. a lot of bears out there. You think you're gonna get right eaten by gorilla. not panda? Well, polar bears right below gorilla. A panda bear would crush you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But if they got mad, like, yeah, what are you gonna do? on me, they would. But like, I could avoid that. All right. So, so Chad, I, I get off the list. But then we, oh, but then ahead. we get to like, like. Well, I'll just say this. But like ten through like ten through twenty here, it's like, it's like animals you don't want to mess with. Animals don't mess with, but like you could still potentially, if you had the right plan of attack, you could you could possibly get something like here we go, like jaguar, leopard, panther, cheetah, anaconda, buffalo, bull, king cobra, wolf, yeah. moose. I would put so many of those above crocodile. Actually, all yes. of them. All of them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. Crocodile all right. seven. All right. So here's what I want to know, Chad. If you look at that list, and Joe, you've heard the list. What's the animal that they think, besides crocodile, because we've questioned crocodile, what's the animal that they've put on the list where you feel like that's, it's ranked really high, but I feel like I got a chance. Oh, man. Uh, I, I would say, I, I would probably say a buffalo. You got, you got no chance. A buffalo? buffalo? That thing is going to destroy you. Listen, what, listen. What are you going to do to a buffalo? Yeah, but what are you going to do to a buffalo? I'll kick it in its huge buffalo fucking balls. 
Like that turn around. A buffalo is so slow. That, 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 yeah. I'll kick it in his big old butt. Like, like there's a reason those things are hanging off the back of trucks. Okay? Oh, <laughs> it's because they're easily killed. Can you, like, quick go through that list that you just said? What, like the 10? The whole goddamn list? No, I just, just a couple that you just said. Okay, jaguar, buffalo. leopard, panther, cheetah, anaconda, buffalo, bull, king cobra, oh, wolf. Never mind. No, we're good. None of them. Absolutely none of them. <laughs> I can't beat a single damn one of those. One, I, I, look, like if I wasn't like wrapped in my fear of snakes, I would say I could get one of those snakes pretty easily. I hate snakes. I won't touch them. So like, I can't beat any of those bigger animals. That's for sure. But I feel like if a snake, if you were like embroiled in it you can't get out of it so it's 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 like fight or flight but there's no flight you just have to fight yeah probably the king cobra because then you just take one bite and then you just you know i mean you know it's weird you know i guess maybe the weirdest part about this is the elephant has topped this list at a 74 percent win rate that means 26% of humans think they could beat a fucking elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so so the animal that sticks out to me, because the snakes are a little different, because like the anaconda is a constrictor, so just don't let it constrict you, and I think you're okay. You've got to avoid a cobra bite, but they're also not big. So hopefully and you could get around that. Not always the, lethal. The, 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 like the mammal-type creature that I feel like I could beat on that list I think once you get down to the cheetah, uh-huh. I think I think a human might have a chance against a cheetah only because cheetahs are not huge. They are fast. They are fast. And the claws scare me for sure. But other than that, like they're not the biggest, most powerful creatures on the what planet. What are you going to do against a claw? Again, I think you can wrestle like, like I think you could wrestle a coyote or a wolf to the ground. I think you could wrestle a cheetah. I can't wait till VR gets to the point where we can try some of this shit out. Like, <laughs> it's so close. So, anyways, remember that time, guys, that I said you, I thought I could beat a cheetah? I was fucking yeah. wrong. Way Peter's, off. Peter. Peter's going to be pissed. Peter's going to be pissed. But, uh, Chad, I love the list. Uh, I think for sure I would beat a goldfish uh, yeah. and potentially a Siamese cat. Uh, yeah. But I'm. I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, guys, it's been awesome. It's been awesome getting back. We've been going at it for two hours, but we've talked sports. We've talked beer. We've talked everything. We're going to get out of here. Before we get out of here, we do our last segment of the week. Yeah. That is our three cheers of the week. Yeah. And I'm going to lead us off. Well, you guys think I'm going to lead us off. And I'm going to, uh, you guys have heard a little bit at the beginning of the show, my saga with Miss Lucy, who is, I hope, sleeping upstairs. So I'm going to give a cheer this week to uh, the entire team that work at the Cleveland Clinic, whether it's out here in Avon, whether it's at Fairview Hospital, or or whether it's down at main campus. Uh, We were at all those places with Miss Lucy, and uh, there were points where we were not sure how it was going to go, and uh, they did everything they could to make sure not only they saved her, uh, but that they figured out what was wrong with her and uh, uh, treated it and got her home safely and, and happy. Uh, and so my cheer of the week goes to the people that work at the Cleveland clinic. Um, I do not know what I would have done without you this week. So I love you guys and I appreciate you. So that's my cheer of the week. Uh, Joe, right. you're here with me. Wow. Not going to follow that up. Well, 
Um, sorry. My cheer goes to the marketing department of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Oh, no. Every time I go on social media, go on Sports <laughs> Center, look at just anything baseball related, it's that, you know, Mike Trout is the best and never will be caught ever again. Yes. Shohei Otani has done something that hasn't been done in fucking 120 years. But then I go look at the standings and there's six games back in fourth place in the West. Like the angels suck. (laughs) I feel so bad for Trout and Otani. Like, that sucks. Yeah, I think there was a tweet about this that was yes, like, yes, Mike yes, Trout, right Mike Trout set this career record, <laughs> and Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done in a hundred years, and the Tigers beat the Angels seven to two. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just like, uh, man, it's so unfortunate because like, and it's actually you know similar with the the Blue Jays where you have uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and like Bo Bichette and all of them over there, but it's just like, it's like, man, like I. I I wish some of these like younger guys are like, you know, getting some success, kind of like the Padres are starting to have finally. But like, whatever is mar like, I don't understand how the Indians can have something that's somewhat marketable. But I guess it's only tragedies and tears that come out of uh, our team. Shout shout out to the Angels! Shout right. out to the Angels! Yeah, Chad, what's your cheer? I'm going to cheer Patty on his fourth birthday. Hey, go. let's go. We Hi, made two appearances birthday. on the show tonight. Yeah. All right, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. Dumb. He's okay. going to appreciate that. I'm going to tell him all about it. Perfect. And all he's going to care about is riding his bike. But you know what? I'm going to tell him. Uh, well, since I didn't share anything family related, not cheer, but it's kind of funny. Have you ever been told to like hurry up and finish that ice cream cake? Cause that's not something that's possible. We, it was like, it was like three minutes before we're supposed to hop on this podcast and we're enjoying Patty's birthday ice cream cake. And Mike's like, Hey Joe, hurry up and finish that cake. Bro, it's ice cream cake, man. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> There's a time limit that you have to use while eating that cake. Listen, our people are expecting us on this live stream yeah. at 9 o'clock, so you figure out that fucking cake. <laughs> All right, boys, that's going to do it for us. Those are our cheers of the week. Uh, if you got anything cool, let us know on our socials. We'll retweet those out for cheers of the week because we love that. But anyways, thank you for joining us on the live stream tonight. Uh, thank you for sticking with us last week. Uh, again, if you did not catch the Joe Tate video, get over to our YouTube channel, check out that video of the legend, the absolute legend, Joe Tate, uh, did that interview with us just a couple short weeks before his passing. Uh, and, and we're so grateful for that time. But, uh, uh, again, a couple thank yous go out, uh, first of all, to the belly up sports podcast network. We are always brought to you on the belly up sports podcast network. We appreciate our partnership with them and thank you to them for helping us bring you as much cool content as possible. Thanks to you guys, Joe, Chad, joining us, uh, as always this week, uh, on the show, bringing some great expert advice, like don't rush through ice cream cake and shit like that. Uh, and as always, our biggest thank you goes to you, the listener, the viewer. We really appreciate you tagging along with us on the Garage Beers podcast week in and week out. We will have more awesome stuff with you next week. Stay tuned for that. Otherwise, like I said, stay tuned for announcements regarding T-shirts like this. 
the Garage yeah. Beers podcast shirt. We're going to have hats. We're going to get that website up and running as soon as we have everything in-house, which will probably be in the next few days. So keep an eye out for that. But thank you to you, the listener, for joining us. So other than that, for Chad over there on the east side, for Joe sitting right here next to me on the west side, I am Michael Keith. Go follow the Garage Beers podcast at The Garage Beers right now on all of our social media accounts. Until next week, cheers, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.